right. All right. Yep, we are live. Yay. Hi. I was waiting for it to well, come up. Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of Films and Fandoms with Kaylee. <laughs> so today, as you can see by the ticker at the bottom, and if you're listening to the audio, we are going to be talking about Almost Paradise, Season 1, Episode 2, called It's Personal, and I am once again joined by Alex. And for those of you who can see the visual, you will see that we had crapped it freeze. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, you were like really like glitchy. Yeah, you were cutting uh, out yes. on my end. All right, all right, should be good. So, right. once again, joined by Alex, and as you can see, by if you're watching it live, we both have Barack in the tank top and the bandana today, which I swear was <laughs> not planned. Like unplanned, <laughs> accidental twinsies. Mm hmm. <laughs> But that's how you know we're like friends is we're not even in the same freaking state and we still coordinate our outfits. Oh, and Alex has got a shit ton of snacks. So Yeah. And we're so, both hyper. If that's if you so. if you hear like a rapper, that's what I'm doing. I'm eating <laughs> one of my many things of like candy or something. So Yeah. All right. So before we get into the episode, I would like to thank our parents company navgo.org our sponsors westpasystems.com and my website kaylisintelacting.com so as you can as i've already said we're going to be talking almost paradise season one episode two called the episode's called it's personal and the summary for this episode is when the body of a friend of Ernesto's washes up on the beach, Alex suspects the international smugglers who just checked in at the resort may be involved. Things get personal and dangerous for Alex when he goes undercover with Kai and discovers what is being trafficked. Which leads into, uh, before I get into the rest of the episode, something I want to quickly mention and it's on the ticker at the bottom and it'll also be posted elsewhere for listening to audio but there is a trigger warning for um, mentioning of sexual trafficking because as we find out in this episode that's what is being smuggled so yeah because even like yeah, rewatching this episode for the third time, I was still like a bit triggered watching that stuff. I wasn't really like triggered, I would say. I was pissed. It made me mad. Yeah. And kind of like, I genuinely got like anxious. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like watching that. Work. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. The sad thing is, is that we're of that age group that gets we are sometimes picked up, and that's we terrifying. Are. And I, especially, was a part of like the generation who grew up, or the generation of uh, women growing up, where we were basically was instilled from like a young age to like always like keep an eye out like don't put earbuds in when you're walking so you can listen for everything or around at least have you. one what yeah. i was taught is to have one in and have one clear yeah. and that's why i follow gibbs rule number nine i always carry a knife on me yeah yeah i always I have i started carrying pepper spray for that reason i mm-hmm. i didn't get like, yeah my mom traffic, bought me pepper spray i got yeah i've gotten uh cat called yeah and i did what you're supposed to i ignored them the yeah. second time it happened I... though because i was walking in my neighborhood and it was a group mm-hmm. new oh yeah and they like all right and i'm like that's for you <laughs> and i looked at my friend and we grabbed each other's hands and we bolted we went yeah. down yeah oh my god and around Oh my god. Luckily they didn't follow us, but I mean, yeah. that still gave me anxiety. It still does. Mm-hmm. When I pass that house, it still gives me anxiety. Yeah. So basically it's a and but I was also I, told my dad to taught me basic self defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was also told like yeah, carry like, the keys like in between your knuckles so you can like shank them. Like in your which is <laughs> yeah. So this is very much still yeah hard enough to get a mm-hmm. um. But yeah, that I haven't had for house so I have it on me, just in case. Yeah, yeah, it's a know. good idea. But yeah, yeah. This is still a very big issue that's even happening today. So, that's. Why I put the trigger warning at the beginning of here and have it on the ticker so for people who join in later, uh, they can see it at my because I I have I've got a top, but there was there was a girl I'm sorry, you're still cutting in and out like really bad for me. Yeah, I think I think you're frozen. This is weird because it would go good for a while and then it would do this. So, um, yeah, I think we're yeah. So we may be having some technical difficulties this episode. Yeah. Okay. So while I wait for Alex to join, that was. That, yeah, that was basically why I wanted to put the trigger warning in is because this is still a very big issue that is still even happening today. And it still affects people to this day.
and it's still a problem. So, yeah, that's why I wanted to mention it. Why? Why is my connections? Oh, and I'm sorry, guys. We're having all kinds of technical difficulties. I apologize, guys. Uh, brother. Why? That router. So, I look. Almost all bars. Why? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> I. <laughs> My internet did the thing again. It kind of glitched out. Um, I had to reset the modem. <laughs> oh, oh, I was wondering what was going on. Okay, yeah. so right, now that we have all that again. out of the way, <laughs> yeah, technical <laughs> difficulties. Sorry about mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. It happens. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Technology. All right, let's keep going with this episode. <laughs> all right. Yeah, as I was saying, it's still a very big issue. So that's why I have the trigger warnings. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. So <laughs> the direct the director for this episode is Mark Roskin. He also produced and directed episodes of Leverage and Leverage Redemption. According to his IMDB credits. Yeah. <laughs> And the writers for this episode are Dean Devlin and Eddie. An Quintana. awesome director. Quintana. Yes. Something I will mention. Yeah. Yeah. Mark really did a good job directing this episode. And I must also say, Christian Kane's acting in this episode. Is it? Like I said, Christian Kane's acting in this episode is also like top tier with just his micro expressions for all of what happens in this episode. Yeah, it was really impressive. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite scenes was the bathroom scene. That's all I'm going to say. Oh uh, yeah, the acting in that and how yeah. vulnerable he was. Yeah, yeah. So we will get into that as we continue on with the yeah. episode. But let's go ahead and get started. So we open at Maxan Cebu International Airport in the Philippines, where we see a group of goons basically closing up a plane. 
we see a man in a gray suit that we later learn is Klaus come over saying they're on their way to the hotel and in another language I wasn't able to identify it myself. It then tells two okay. goons to stay with the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Weird. I think you might be frozen again. Oh no. Okay, I think all right, just got all right, just unfroze. Okay, we're good. Be good. Be good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so he tells two goons to stay with the plane in another language. We then see two guards come over. One we learn is Lester Cordero asking who they are. Klaus switches to English and asks how he can help them. Lester then tells Klaus he made an, an illegal landing. Klaus apologizes, saying he was delayed at the previous destination and there was no excuse for it. Cordero then tells him he needs to see some ID. And then Klaus hands Lester his passport. And Lester tells his other guy, Luzon, to call it in. And tells Klaus they're going to have to hold him until customs arrives. And their custom agents arrive and clear him. Klaus cooperates and says it's like it's his fault and they had come in late. And then Lester asks where their pilots are. Klaus tells them they're already in the car. Then they have the paperwork permissions to use the hangar. All that is in the car. So Klaus leaves to go get to the car and Luzon gets on the phone. Klaus then heads to the car as Lester orders Klaus to tell his people to get out of the car and wait outside. Klaus agrees, and Luzon tells Lester Customs is on the way, and he had to wake the supervisor up. When Lester kind of jokes a bit about that, saying, ah, we won't hear the end of that, I promise. But then Klaus gets handed an envelope by uh, all we see is that it's a white female hand sticking her hand out the which we later learn is um, our main bad girl, Catherine Himmel. And I'll get more into her a bit later. But basically, she hands him an envelope. And she has a charm bracelet also around her wrist, which is also relevant. And also, Lester starts yelling that he told everyone to tell him to tell everyone to get out of the car. Then a pretty intense scene, a pretty intense moment. Luzon takes out a curved blade and slices Lester's throat. Then it goes down. Which I must admit, I didn't expect that coming from like almost paradise because I think I'm still so used to like leverage and how like 
there's yeah, no bodies it, and leverage like ever and if there's yeah. a body it's like a big flipping deal and we're yeah, what, like <laughs> five minutes into the episode less and then bam it's we like, already got a dead body it's like whoa oh oh, oh. Whoa. it went there <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah for me it's like it's it was a pleasant surprise to see how quickly it flipped. Like, yeah, no matter of seconds, it went from being kind of raises the sticks yeah. to like, what? What's going on here? To, yeah, oh, oh crap! Yeah. Well, also that was my reaction in the last episode. Someone getting stabbed with a nice pick. So true. I mean, and then stuck to but, the cooler. So yeah, an ice block. <laughs> pretty much yeah, but yeah. this was like for me i was like the heck whoa whoa yeah but that was a good like it pulled me in immediately it was like oh what's gonna happen now what's, yeah. what's going on yeah. but you don't get that from this type these types of shows um yeah they're like usually dr crime dramas it's more yeah you usually back. don't yeah yeah. But it was a the nice only... twist. It was a nice mm -hmm. it is. difference, which I thought was cool. Because usually you get this, like, graphic stuff from, like, Law & Order. <laughs> like, Law & Order or, SVU. Or, like, Rizzoli, Rizzoli and Isles, too. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Not I never watched that. Yeah. Oh, I have. It's really good. But, yeah, it's been kind of... Those, but, yeah, Law & Order SVU and gets mm. kind of graphic, but... It's that that type of show, but with this, mm -hmm. I was not expecting it to be yeah. almost instantaneous, I think... and mm -hmm. it blew me away. Yeah, but, but I also I guess to show you to it, yeah. mm -hmm. about how incredible Dean is of keeping you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, because like you don't, you don't expect, expect the freaking buddy security guard to like kill this yeah. guy especially in such yeah, like but a it happens so quick graphic and, like, and intimate way yeah too <laughs> but yeah it's like because the first one it was kind of lighthearted and kind of drew you in but yeah this Which one is how a pilot it is was a complete 180 design. yeah yeah it was a complete 180 and i'm like mm. oh oh that's where you're going. Well, damn. I know. I'm like, this is what it would be equivalent to. Pretty much. Well, damn, we're going the there. All right. Let's see where this goes. I was like, alrighty then. We're going this way? Okay. Yeah, I just realized, like, there is such a variety, though, when it comes to Almost Paradise, because you have, in the first episode, you have just. Uh, just of, drug trafficking. Yeah, typical then in like this cop episode, stuff. It's sex trafficking. More, yeah, it's like more Third specialized type of trafficking. Election tampering. Yeah, yeah. Freaking third episode, we get election tampering. Yeah. Fourth and episode is like. Again, a little bit more different, little yeah, little different variety. But I yeah, think, I guess to show you that it's 
a different variety of different types of episodes that the, these like cop genres, police procedurals yeah. have done. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's all compacted into one. Yeah. And then but, mm-hmm. I think by like episode yeah, with episode five it gets explosive. Yeah, because episode five, there's a, there's a literal typhoon. I know. But and then six but is it's awesome. A race to solve a murder. Exactly. Seven is Alex's friend con artist uncle coming in. <laughs> Family drama. Eight is Alex is playing a security, like basically um, a bodyguard to a country singer. Mm-hmm. Which I'm excited to rewatch that episode. <laughs> I just got the text for my mm-hmm. fidget ring. Ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be here the 31st, so on Tuesday. Ah, nice. Nice. Little random segue, but but then it's a freaking murder at a wedding. Is uh, what eight? (laughs) No, that's seven. Yep. And then it's then eight is Alex's partner comes back. So there's like such like a variety. The evil partner. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, seven is my one of my favorites, just because of the freaking wedding costume that Alex is wearing. No, wait. Wait, no. Seven is Uncle Danny. Yeah, the one after. Uh, the one with the wedding. I can't remember what what number. Nine. It's nine. But yeah, nine. Yeah, nine was my favorite because of the outfit. <laughs> the costume. Oh, trust me. We'll get, we'll, when we talk about that episode, we'll most definitely oh, be mentioning I, the freaking I'm going to be like, just, yes, I'm going to be dying laughing. But this one is lucky number seven. Of our boy, can I just say how incredibly awesome Richard Kind is? He's incredible, yes, yes. We're getting (laughs) off track, yeah, we're off track talking about episodes, we're not even there yet. So, (laughs) continuing on, so after Luzon kills Lester, Klaus hands the envelope to Luzon and says, and then, and Telling him to clean up the mess and his people will secure the plane. Klaus then gets down beside Lester and says he's really sorry about this, but as it turns out, his men can be bought. And then uh, just the way that that was said, that actor brought the heaviness to it. Yeah, but at the same time, it was like a knife to the heart because you're like getting Cold, a double yeah. You're getting the fear, but you're getting that betrayal mm-hmm. of somebody screwed up to get you put in harm's way. Yeah, and that's what I got the vibe from, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's something I wasn't also expecting. I was yeah. not expecting it to go that dark like that. Yeah, because yeah. And then I think it's um, it's Catherine does like the hand motion to like move on, and Klaus gets in the car. 
Yeah, and then it kind of leaves you wondering, like, uh, what the heck happened? Yeah. When I, so when then I first watched get, it, yeah. it, it, when I first watched that little, that part, it left me kind of confused. Because I'm like, yeah. What? I'm like, wait a minute, there's a missing piece here. Like, what is that? And then I never found out until later. Yeah. Yeah, so, because I rewatched, or I watched Almost Paradise when it originally came out last year. Yeah. But I had forgotten what had happened. Yeah, I can't believe it's been that long since it came out and i remember binging Mm -hmm. all i think i talked about seven (laughs) all of them i'm first the first 10 i binged them as soon as they came (laughs) back to back to back (laughs) i actually uh, bought the first season on amazon but yeah and uh yeah i bought them but bottom, yeah. When <laughs> I remember when they had the uh the first Facebook Live uh for Almost Paradise for the first episode. Oh yeah, because the first two episodes. Right, the context basically <laughs> after every episode of Almost Paradise, um, it, it was like what Dean yeah. Devlin, Dean Devlin, Kane. DK, Art, Sam, Art, Art, and Lina, like a couple of like, and Michelle. Michelle, I love her. And, and I like, think they would have others. guests on depending Fred on Curry. the episode. Fred, yeah, Fred would be. I love him. He's awesome. That that's another on... story. Yeah. <laughs> and they would just talk about uh, the episode. So I'm, their like, I'm looking thing. at the view counter, waiting to see what happens. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Oh, I swear. Literally, I am going to flip. If this happens. So basically what why we're so hyper this episode is because in order to you may have seen this if you come from my social medias, I have been trying to promote this stream to promote it. Well then my dumbass decided <laughs> to tag Dean Devlin. <laughs> You screwed up. I did. <laughs> because he retweeted it. Oh, God, yes. And then Fred Curry also liked it. So I'm hoping, slash not hoping, <laughs> they come. If you are, I want to know so I can watch what I say. Yeah, okay, so I have it pulled up so I can see how many people are watching. On the Twitter one, or? Yeah, just so I can see. Oh my god. Alright, y'all have to keep me updated if anything happens. Oh, uh, there's one person. Me. You sure that's you? <laughs> yep, uh, that's okay. me. There you go. I'm gonna wait and see. Right, so... gonna watch that to see if it goes up. <laughs> But yeah, you freaking, like, yeah, like, you tweeted it out, and then I retweeted it, and then I, like, literally, I just laughed so hard when Fred liked it, and I'm like, oh, God, my retweet, tagging him in it. Yeah. Just 
Because after I got the notification, I didn't. I like saw the notification that Dean Devlin had retweeted it when I, when I had, when I was, I was at work and I had my watch on, I saw it pop up on my watch and literally my reaction was, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was like, oh, I fucked up. My reaction, my reaction was like. (laughs) Then Holy I started panicking because I was like, oh, shit, why did he see this? Mine was like, my reaction was like, holy shit. Did that oh, no. happen? Did I, just, did I just see that? So then I'm like freaking out at work. And then <laughs> I poked the bear even more. You did. Aggravate it. Yeah. And we were both yelling at each other like, what? Yeah, and then I was like, so. I was like, uh, so I did a thing. You're going to hate me for it. And I was like, what did you do? I'm like, just look. Just go. You'll you'll see it on Twitter. Just look. Or no. No, I just, I saw you tweeted that. And I was like, you did it. And I'll. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. We need to continue on with this episode. Because we're already a half hour in and we ain't even past. Speaking of opening credits. I love the intro. Because it's basically just intercut with scenes from the first episode with like each character. And it comes like. We see like part of the draw that went wrong that we got in the flashback in the first episode. Then some scenes from the first episode and Alex's narrative of my name is Alex Walker I'm ex-DEA quit the agency because my friend and partner betrayed me one of my first and then it cuts to him talking to the doctor in the first episode he's like one of my first assignments took me to an isolated beach right here on the island so what little I had and I bought myself a gift shop just no peace or just peace (laughs) no stress no drama Boy, was I wrong. And then it cuts to the cover screen. And then it cuts to the title screen. In my mind, I'm thinking, oh, buddy, you just jinked yourself. Exactly. <laughs> this, episode, this episode proves that point. It does. Because he jinxed himself. He <laughs> did hard. Because yeah. Poor Alex, man. He kind of did it to oh, himself. Crap. Like, let's be honest. What? What? Two views. Two views. Yay! Hi. You're reviewing us on Twitter. Hi. Who? Wait, can you see who it is? No. Please tell me yeah. you can see who it is. No, I can't. Crap. Damn it. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, all right, so Alex. Okay, first thing we learned about Alex is he hasn't taken his hypertension meds because of sexual side effects. Okay. <laughs> that makes him a dumbass. I know. He's and an idiot. He sold what he had and bought himself a gift shop and he thought retail was stress-free. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> Poor buddy. 
I'm it's sorry. Like, seriously, man? As someone who works that's, in customer service. That's like a high-stress environment. <laughs> That is not the environment you want to be in if you're trying to avoid stress. Yeah, it's like... But then again... Alex is called a dumbass for no reason, so... He's just an idiot. He's an idiot. For obvious reasons. Yeah. But he's our idiot. Yep. <laughs> Alright. Okay, so, so let's continue. Yes, yes. Going back to the episode, we get a lovely shot of the ocean as we hear um, the narration of Alex's meditation tapes. You then see Alex sitting on his bed, red plaid PJs, and a red li- light red shirt striking a match and lighting some incense and blows it out. Then he starts like repeating the meditation tapes. And I must say, I do like the red plaid PJs. Those were kind of cute. I was like, oh, those look comfy. But I want to know how many times did it take him to strike that match, get it to, to light? You don't think freaking Oklahoma has lit a match before? Well, it's harder than you might think to keep that match lit. Because I when know. You go I. To- It'll blow it out. I want to know if you screwed up and he's like, I've lit fireworks with matches at my grandmother's. I've broken matches trying to strike them and they don't work. Yeah. But yeah, that's why you you spend like a dollar twenty-five to get an actual lighter. Yeah. Way easier. But I will say the the, the PJs he was wearing, I was like, that had to be comfortable. It's adorable. PJs. Yeah. I know. Alex... So I don't know if, like, okay, the red PJs and the light red shirt, yes, that works. Then seems like something CK would actually wear. True. <laughs> but then there are, like, some outfits, like the it's bright like... fluorescent freaking. <laughs> golf outfit he wears an Uncle Danny where yeah like, the like the bright orange pants with the blue wear. shirt yeah it's the, the color combos that he goes through I want to know what's yeah. going on through his mind because he, he even commented he, on he what? he even commented on one of the ep- one of the episodes I think it's later in this episode like the outfits and stuff that they wear He's like, yeah, I partially had to, I got to pick some of the stuff that I got to wear and stuff. I'm like, and you no could have said no to the No one sees his department. history like, of dressing himself. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Love yeah, you, Christian. Either. And I'm like, sweetheart, they really we love to- you, but you need fashion advice from an actual fashion expert. I'm sorry, bud. Yes. Sorry. And the one I keep thinking of is he'll have like there's a clip of him singing recently at a St. Jude's charity event. And he had like he had the beanie. I think yep. like a pink hoodie. Blue jeans boots. Yeah. And then he had like 
gloves, like fingerless gloves. Yeah, and the he had rolled up and on then his he hoodie. Had his little puck. <laughs> yeah, then he had his little like he had a long sleeve hoodie on underneath that, and then he had a little puffer vest on top of that, and then the oh, yeah. uh, the fingerless gloves because it was yeah. cold when he did that. Yeah. Yeah. And then his jeans and his typical boots that he wears, the yeah. CFO boots. And I'm like, sweetheart, pick one thing and one thing only <laughs> with these. For the love of God, please. Like, and we then love I'm you, like, Christian. But your fashion, since fashion sucks, take advice from Elliot. Your fashion sense is off, babe, okay? Yeah. But then again, it does actually kind of make Elliot. him a bit more adorable. So true. It, well, he's he's a dork, and I love it. He is a dork. I would love him for it. But I mean, the one thing that does work for him is the bandana. That's the, the one thing. Bandanas, that works. yes. Yeah, and we're channeling him today, and I we am are. already blushing. <laughs> I'm already blushing. It's okay. What? It's I think because okay. I'm Sorry. excited. I, I am too. All right, so continuing on. So, <laughs> so Alex starts kind of talking along with the meditation tape, but then he heads into the bathroom and is putting some shaving cream on his face to shave. And then uh, he turns on the faucet. No water comes out, and no then working. he like accidentally breaks off the faucet. Or he breaks off the knob. No, he and like, the monitor so hard that it like popped off. <laughs> yeah, it popped off somehow. Yeah, it popped off, and then the monitor starts going off. And then, in classic <laughs> Dean Winchester fashion, he yells, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> And I swear, when he did that the first time, I didn't catch it. But now, I went back and watched it. And I'm like, oh, you stole Dean's line. How dare you? Literally. Why? Oh, because you know how. You know how Jensen Ackles. You know how Jensen Ackles sings the song, Son of a Bitch. Yeah. Christian to sing that now. <laughs> or, or, what if they do a duet? Oh, oh that would kill I'm me. So happy. <clears throat> oh, my God. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, continue on. Continue on. <laughs> so. Alex then storms up the hotel steps, still on his PJs, shaving cream still on his face. <laughs> Looking like Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and then he heads to the counter. He's cutting through line. He asks the lobby man, which I think his name's actually Lawrence, is what it says on his name tag. And he's like, where's Corey? Because he's pissed. Yep. So we see Alex is then walking by the pool, upset. He's kind of like stomping. And he angry speed walking yes. is what he do. <laughs> yes, it's angry speed walking. He walks by Rita. 
a little girl named Rita. Well, he does. Yeah. He's like, yeah. she's like, you look like Santa. It's, like, it's a little early to be playing Santa Claus. And he's like, oh, yeah, and right? He goes like, like some of the shame and puts right it on <laughs> And she's like, oh. And I'm like, I want to know how can CK keep a straight face with her because she's such an adorable human being. She is she's so adorable. Hilarious. I love Rita. She's, she's hilarious. So adorable. The little, oh, like a little grunt that she did was hilarious. She's like, yeah. Ugh. And she like wiped it off. I want to know how did they keep a straight face during that little interaction? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I have that written down. You look like Santa. <laughs> All right. So then Alex starts yelling after Corey, and he's like, "Damn it, man!" But you can't tell me. Every time he says, damn it, man, I'm waiting for him to yell, damn it, Artisan. I say that in my head whenever he says, damn it, man. But, I mean. Uh, Hi, Miss Elliot. It's CK. Come on. Mm. Yes, there are multiple kinds. Damn it, Hardisons. Continuing on. <laughs> so Corey then asks like, what he's doing and tells him he's frightening the guests and he looks like a rabid dog. And he's like, she's like pulling him to the <laughs> side. Yeah, she grabs onto him by the elbow yeah. and pulls him away. Yeah. And I want to know the actress who plays Corey and CK, I want to know if like, if they looked at it when they were looking at each other. If they ever broke character and started cracking up, because they probably yeah, did. Maybe. And I need mm. that gag reel. I yeah, we need the gag reel. Yes, Dean, if you're listening. Dean Devlin, you watching this somehow? We want the Elmas Paradise gag reel. Please, <laughs> for the love of all, is hilarious. Please, I'm begging you. <laughs> yes, it's got to be a gag reel somewhere. So, so Alex tells Corey that she turned his water off again. And Corey tells him she turned it off because he didn't pay. Alex says he's two days late and the gift shop has been slow. Corey says it's not a problem. Alex tells Corey <laughs> he's going to pay her and she knows he doesn't get his benefit checks until Thursday. Corey tells Alex they'll get water on Thursday. Alex asks what he's supposed to do until then. Corey says smell bad. Yeah, and Which, the fact that just the way that she said it is like, well, then you smell bad. And I'm like, yeah. like the way that she said it was so hilarious. But like I can see the, just the subtle twitch in his mm. eyes, like Oh yeah, he's shaking. Yeah, and he just takes a deep breath and just, like, goes with his eyes for a split second and then looks at her. Mm. Like, I can't believe you just said that to me. <laughs> Which, I'm sorry, that is a little bit of a dick move. Like, But, I mean, she is his landlady. She's Yes. The, she controls like, his utilities and stuff. But, I mean, give him a little but, bit of leeway, considering. Yeah. 
Like it gets paid on need... Thursday. You don't at make like, you it know due on a Thursday, paid. or at make least it due on, like, on the day that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or, even or like the, Friday. Uh, the following Monday. Yeah. Or the or following something. week. Yeah. In case like it didn't cash or something, or yeah. something happened, give them a little time. But like, because it's obviously gonna pay. Yeah. And, but the re and the reason he hasn't been paying on time is because he has to wait until he, he gets his checks cashed to freaking pay the bills. Yeah, until he gets his checks. And so, she knows this, but she does it anyway. Exactly. That doesn't make sense. It does not. All right, continuing on. So Alex then steals a towel and wipes the shaving cream off his face. He describes a random ass towel too. <laughs> yeah, from it was from like a maid or something walking by, and he just grabbed. No, it was on the freaking yeah, was, chair. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like a a beach towel or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you just stole from a guest. How dare you? You just pulled a Parker. And bad too. <laughs> I know. Well, we'll get into that a bit later. <laughs> so then Alex sees some black buckets Some big black buckets So We now are at the beach And we see the cops have The area taped off And Ernesto and Kai Make their way through the crowd of people And press They flash the badges To the cop watching the scene And Kai asks what they got Cop tells them a body washed up on shore earlier in the morning, and Kai asks who found him as Ernesto walks over to the body. Cops tell her that local surfers did, pointing to, uh, I believe it's a male and female surfer, talking to another cop. Kai tells him to take them down to the station to get statements. So... Kai then walks over to Ernesto is, and he is kind of nailed down at the body. And even from like the far away shot that we get, he looks shaken up. Yeah, when when he walked over there and knelt down, his face changed almost immediately. I could tell something. Body language his, too. His yeah. body language changed. He went from being kind of standing up straight to kind of pulling in and pulling down mm -hmm. he's feeling there's some there's some sort of emotion going on in his yeah. in his heart that i could see in his, the way he's holding himself and i knew right then mm -hmm. there's something bad had happened i could just tell mm -hmm. and i was right yeah and um and we see that the body is indeed lester his uniform white uniform all bloodied and his body covered in sand and seaweed so Kai then asks Ernesto if he knew him, seeing him, like, kind of put his hands to his head to his hand. And Ernesto tells Kai his name is Lester Cordero, and he was a student of his at the police academy who flunked out because he didn't have the instincts for police work. But that Ernesto right there, said... That, that shows you how hard it is to be a cop in the first place. Yeah. Because... You have to have a certain skill set mm -hmm. of just basic 
yeah. understanding of reading people basically people skills um yeah to be able to like discern from good and mm-hmm. bad pretty much and mm-hmm. he didn't have it yeah and the fact that but, ernesto saw that was kind of impressive yeah, yeah. but also that ernesto did like make an effort to help lester as ernesto says that he helped lester get a job at the airport as a security guard and his wife pilar works cleaning rooms at the resorts ernesto then removes a piece of seaweed covering lester's neck and we see the the wound basically that's yeah and the first time i kind of i had to look away yeah it is very but, brutal. I mean, so, anything like that. It, it Props to the FX and, makeup people. Yeah, that was that was impressive. It was um, gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't I don't know if it was in my head or something, but when he reached to do that, his fingers were shaking when he moved the seaweed away Maybe from the neck. that would make neck. sense. Yeah, because it's a friend. Somebody you it know. Is. And... Mm. He broke a Gibbs rule. Never get personally involved in a case. <laughs> Which, he did. ironically <laughs> enough, is sort of the theme for this episode. Mm-hmm. Hence the name of the episode, It's Personal. And I'll get into more of that at the end of the, like, at the end. But, yep. uh, yeah. So, right, continuing on, so Kai then points out that he had that Lester has no other visible cuts, bruises, or any signs of struggle. <clears throat> so that and means he didn't says, fight back. Yeah. Which, as we saw in the opening scene, he didn't get that choice. Yeah, because it happened exactly. instantly. Yeah. So, and Ernesto says makes the point saying that he's never met anyone who didn't like him. So back to Alex, we see him and Rita um, walking along the beach. Alex is carrying two buckets of water. Or one. <laughs> one in each hand and Rita's carrying one. And, <clears throat> and she's Alex doing was- like a penguin waddle. <laughs> well, you kind of have to. I know, considering how small she is compared to that bucket. Yeah. That's like me when I'm carrying the um our uh things of silverware. Another box of silverware. Cause it's like this cl- it's clear. But it's also like really freaking heavy. <laughs> Which you wouldn't yeah, think silverware an- is heavy. But it is. But yeah, when it's stacked up, yeah, it's, it's heavy. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in one container. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it it is a struggle carrying like something when it's about the size of you. But yeah, and I can I can relate to Rita because that's how I am. Because I'm I have chickens and I just refilled their food mm-hmm. and I had the bucket. And I had to do the penguin waddle carry because it, it was really heavy. Because I'm like yeah. this, and my arms are shaking. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Continuing on. 
So Alex tells Rita it was nice for mom to let her help him. Rita whines that the bucket is heavy. Alex says he knows and warns her not to spill any as Rita spills some. Yeah. Because <laughs> of the way she's walking, of course, it's going to yeah. wash out a little bit. Yeah. And he doesn't notice that like little bit of water. He doesn't. <laughs> Alex and Trez making some small talk. Asking Rita how long her mom worked at the hotel. Rude. <laughs> oh, you Sorry. heard that? I heard that. <laughs> yeah, I was just a truck driving by. Okay. So, yeah, that was rude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rita says her mom's been working at the hotel since they've been built. And sometimes she'd go after school and hangs out there until she's finished. Which I actually used to do the same thing at my mom's old place. If we had like a snow day where either or like a two hour delay. Or and um she'd take us to work with her and the way the way the place my mom worked at, she worked at a at a manor, basically, and or she worked oh, at a nursing. Uh, home. She worked at a nursing home, and so the desks were at like a corner. Okay, and so this is like around here would be like where my mom's desk is, or like, yep. That's where her desk would be with, like, her computer to, like, do her paperwork and that. And me and my brother, we would, we had the Nook tablets. I don't know if y'all remember these. I had but one I had of those, it, too. Yeah, me and my brother well, I had both the had. I had the well, e reader version both had of the, it. The actual Nook color, or the Nook tablets. Cool. And we'd hide under the desk. Then she'd put blankets up. So it was like like blankets up covering A little the, fort? So it was like a little fort. And me and my brother would sit on beanbags underneath there. Complete silence. Until my mom was done with work. Or we had to leave to go to school. And also on them, we used to have this tradition because in my, or in the last, uh, the last podcast episode, we had talked, um, I had said about how I used to play poker and the tradition was on Friday nights when me and my brother were both in middle school, we would get picked up by our papa and we'd go over to um, the nursing home and we'd play poker with the residents. And then after oh, we were done playing, fun. <laughs> we'd go to a local restaurant, which I actually started, I used to work at, and I really worked there for about a year. But yeah, we'd eat there after and then go home, do homework, whatever. But that was Friday night. That we do that. 
then eventually we just stopped because I was at the high school. Kyle was at the middle. My brother Kyle was at the middle school. And also it just started not becoming fun anymore. And a lot of stuff happened. But and I used to be a tradition. Was that's what we do. Other times. <laughs> now I'm about to move into my first apartment, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just made that connection because I used to do that too. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember visiting my mom. Story. Uh, yeah, there's because my, my mom's a nurse. And she works in a hospital mm -hmm. and stuff. There was one time that my brother actually got hurt. And we this was when she was working at her old hospital um, in a small mm -hmm. town. Uh, she worked in the ER and stuff like that. So she couldn't take care of my brother when he came in. So we went out there oh, yeah. to her ER. And so she got to see him. And he had, like, cut his finger right here mm -hmm. down to, like, the tendon. Oh, with a piece of sheet metal, and ow, he had like quite a few stitches and lidocaine. Yeah, he I imagine ha still. it was on his left hand. It was on his left hand, same hand that he had like opposite hand that he had like two broken fingers on, but he had his right hand gripped in mine, and he gripped my hand in a death grip, and I'm like, it's okay, Bubba, and I didn't even realize oh. that I said it. And I called him Bubba, and he looked at me with tears in his eyes as my mom's coworker stitched up his finger and wrapped um, it with gauze and then taped those two fingers together. Oh, but yeah, I called God. him Bubba, and he looked at me, and I just grabbed onto him, and I held him as he was getting his oh. hand stitched. But yeah, and it was his own damn fault for getting hurt, but that was one of the most sad moments I think I've ever had. But yeah, he's been so, into the ER more times than I can count. And I've only been like a handful of times. See, see, this Thankful is what happens when you do stupid shit, people. <laughs> is yeah, one way or another, you're gonna get caught. Trust me, I know. Okay, my brother learned this lesson because because he was a dumbass and rode his bike down the hill, going to the gas station to get food with his buddy. And rode a bike that didn't have freaking brakes. Oh no! Shit. Tore his <laughs> back all up. Broke his Ow. collarbone. <laughs> and, and he got caught. So you're always gonna get caught. So don't do stupid shit. And if you do, don't get yeah. caught. Probably shouldn't be saying that, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> or at least be smart about it and have the proper tools to protect yourself or patch yourself up mm -hmm. if needed. Mm. Like a first aid kit. Mm. Yeah, sorry. Continuing on. So, Alex kind of like tells Rita that like or tells her 
he guess he got lucky and just like that makes one of us. <laughs> Rita's just adorable. I love her. She's such a a little uh, stinker, but she is. She's a little shit. I know, <laughs> but I will say that interaction between her and CK is perfect because mm -hmm. they have that banter back and forth, and he kind of looked down on her like a like a young version of his daughter, pretty much. Yeah, because like that yeah, annoying little that kid. Second, yeah, which but it's thinking cute. Yeah, that's what that's what makes it adorable is they have that like banter, and it's uh, it's not in a creepy way that it probably could have been in a different show. Yeah, it's like a in a fatherly daughterly way of banter back and forth, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So they head into the gift shop and Alex kind of tells her to be careful and thanks her. Rita sets her bucket down and starts sort of looking around. And Alex tells her to bring it in. And I'm guessing what he means is to, like take it into the bathroom because he probably yeah, has the she tub. Says, she says it right in front of the freaking door and just walks away. And I'm does. like, that would or be she me. starts looking around the shop. Yeah, and she like looks at the clothing and then she goes over to the shelves. Yeah, and Rita says, "Honestly, that would be me. That's yeah. me. She's me." <laughs> When yeah. I, and when I do something, I have because of my ADHD, I'm like, oh, pretty. <laughs> yeah. But Rita says he told her he'd pay her if she brought the bucket to the gift shop and it's in the gift shop. And Alex is like, fine, <laughs> take whatever you want off the racks. And Rita looks around and spots a purple crystal on the shelf. Alex comes back in and tells her, no, he said anything off the racks, which is like five bucks and under, and the crystal is like 40 bucks. Rita asks what it is. He kind of like cocks his head a tad and asks which one it is. Rita shows him, and it's an amethyst crystal, and he says people people say it has healing properties, and I and you have actually one have an amethyst <laughs> so crystal. Pretty. I want it. It's that I'm pretty. pretty sure I got from my grandma. But, yeah. It's pretty. Thank you. Yeah, I keep it up on my shelf here. Oh, you can actually <laughs> see it in the background. <laughs> Rita gets this adorable little smile on her face and she lights it up and it's like, I want it. And I was like, no, I said anything off the racks. <laughs> the Rita totally. <laughs> yeah, she's like being a little bit. She like totally put, put on the puppy eyes with him. She did. Yeah, and she like and looks up at him like, please. Like, and he came. <laughs> Didn't even try to fight it. And he finally just caves in. He's like, all right, fine. 
But it's funny, it's his face. He's just so done. But there's also a moment of like, I this is not working on me. This is not working on me. This is not working on me. Damn it, it is. Yep. And that... That was, it was like CK trying not to smile <laughs> in that moment. Because she's like, full on, like, please, like, begging him <laughs> for this. And he, like, looks at her, like, out the corner of his eye, like, uh uh-uh, uh, nope, not working. Nope, mm-mm. nope, 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 nope. Dang it. <laughs> and he's like, and damn it, fine. <laughs> yeah. And then. And that got me laughing. Then he tells Rita that she reminds him of his daughter as she's a little older than Rita. But just as annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Alex. That was mean. That was mean. Because like, she kind of looks at him and kind of tilts her head like, Kind of like a puppy, like confused, like what? Does that mean so I can have this? It's like, yeah. That was adorable. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, kid. <laughs> and that was adorable. Just like the way that she asked was like, yeah, you earned like, it. And he's like, yeah, fine. You earned it. And he kind of like winks at her a bit too. I think. Yeah, he did. He totally did. <laughs> He's like, all right, fine. But he like, yeah. He did it subtly and, where it was like yeah, quick. He did. Yeah. Uh, and then, sorry, freaking eyes are watering. <laughs> <clears throat> and he comes back up with some candles. And Rita thanks him. And I was like, yeah, he's putting the candles up. And Rita calls him Santa. Now he's like, hey, <laughs> man. he's like he kind of looks at her like he's trying not to smile when she says that but he's like hey not to bring Elliot into this (laughs) but But that could have been a totally good place for a damn it man (laughs) Which I would hear in my head. Damn it, Arson. Yes. <clears throat> or. No, I'll or, never get over that. Damn it, Parker. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then it kind of gets. All right, so then it kind of gets a bit sad here. Oh, my God. Sorry. Jeez. It gets a bit sad here because we hear a woman call out to Verita. Verita runs outside and, and like, we see it is Pilar who is upset and two cops are behind her. And it's like that desperate mom cry. Crying out for mm-hmm. her kid. For her like scream. Mm-hmm. And Mm-hmm. I started to tear up. I'm like, oh no. I just knew in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh no. This can't be yeah. good. His- and I was right. Yeah. Yeah, and Rita ends up dropping the crystal and running to Pilar, who we and find out is her mother. That was cute. That was cute. It, 
Yeah, and then Alex. The way that she steps. like wraps her arms around her mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Alex, probably sensing something's wrong, steps out and he sees what's happening. Pilar takes Rita's hand and they head to the cops and then they leave. And then Alex picks up the crystal. He can't, no, he looks down and sees that the crystal's on the porch. And he picks it and up. And then picks it up, oh. yeah. Yeah. We then see Alex is walking through the police station. Yeah. That was just sad. It was sad. Like and then he, we he, see... He could tell something was wrong. Yeah. He had the gut instinct. Yeah. And he's walking through the police station... And we see in another room Ernesto and Kai talking to Pilar. And Pilar is crying out no and collapses into Ernesto. And he catches her and tries comforting her. Though it's still obvious he is yeah, still like shook up. Yeah, the pain for her and for Rita, I think, was a mix of, and is also a little bit of his own grief at this point, too. Mm -hmm. And Rita's sitting down at this point, like, kind of off the yeah. side on a bench by herself. Yeah. She, yeah. Which, that goes, I know to show, that goes to show you, that goes to show you that people kind of take news in their own way. Yeah. I'm kind of like Rita. I want I want to be by myself. In fact, I was yeah. by myself when I found out that I lost a loved one, so I kind of relate to oh. her pain at this point. And I just remember immediately wanting to go hug somebody at somebody being my godmother um mm -hmm. who i was staying with and i dropped the phone after i hung up with my mom because it was my grandfather who oh, had passed I'm sorry and uh i could hear the pain in my mom's voice and i, I the first thing out of my mouth was i'm sorry and she's like it's okay or they were headed back to see him one more time but they on the drive back they got the call that he had passed Luckily, Aww. he wasn't in pain. He wasn't in pain. That's, that's, that's but, good. And they got to yeah, see him, and, right? Yeah, we got to see him on his birthday, like a week Aww. prior to this. Aww. And I just remember hanging up the phone, dropping it, and I just went out of the of my cousin's room that I was staying in, went out to the living room, looked at Lori, and I'm like, I just, he's gone. Aww. And she got up, speed walked over to me, and I collapsed into her and I started sobbing mm. my eyes out. My heart oh, broke. I'm sorry. So yeah, this is this one's also personal for me because I know what loss feels like. Mm -hmm. And losing a loved one like that is not easy. Especially someone if you're yeah, so close it. to them. But yeah, yeah, I can relate to what Rita's going through and what her mom's mm -hmm. going through at this point. And it, mm -hmm. it hurt. It dug at the wound. <laughs> Mm -hmm. It's been a few years. It's been about five years since he died. Oh, sorry. I still miss him. Well, he's in a better place now. That's all that matters. Mm -hmm. yeah, it hurts. Still. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like I said, this one is personal for me, too, because I've experienced yeah. loss like that. Continuing, continuing on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I I did not know how to segue that. I am so sorry. It's okay. I mean, but yeah, loss like that 
it is that is a drop in the the ocean that we can feel and the ripple mm-hmm. effects affect everyone around you friends mm-hmm. family everyone even mm-hmm. alex is affected because yeah because the connection to rita yeah he can feel that there's something off now but also i think missing yeah because i think he's viewing rita as like a second or daughter of sorts yeah basically in a way when he sees rita he's seeing his daughter yeah so i think but yeah, that's that... not only seeing people that like he tr- like with kai and ernesto obviously them being shook up but seeing rita i think is what really does it for him and what causes yeah. him to like walk up to her instead of going in going to check on Ernesto and stuff like that just check in yeah. with them to see what's going on because he yeah. knows that so, there's a loss that happened so the fact and they that need to be to alone to for Rita, that, like yeah so yeah and Rita's alone so he wants he, to like check on yeah he, yeah the fact that he went over to her first before going over to Ernesto and seeing what the heck happened um, shows yeah. his heart a little bit of like a fatherly yeah. kind of protective instinct. Well, that and also really. as we see a bit later, um, which might have played into this scene is, um, after everything that happens, Doctor Patel tells Alex that the vulnerability of that for people like him who need to be in control, the vulnerability of children is um like this can be a killer i think basically what she was saying for someone like him who sorry i'm trying to find the yeah like destabilizing that was the term yeah yeah debilitating it can it can break you beyond repair Mm -hmm. it can shatter you when you're already somewhat broken it can break you even mm-hmm. the thousand pieces to where you can't be fixed. So I think that also has something to do with why Alex goes to Rita first. Yeah. It is because of that like vulnerability that children have. Yeah, they so. feel things on a different level than what yeah. adults do. <laughs> All right, continuing on. So <laughs> Alex Alex sits beside Rita and asks if she's okay. And you can see Rita's eyes are glassy and she looks a bit blank. And Rita tells Alex that something happened to her dad. And you could see Rita, like you could see her chest start moving a bit harder. And she said, they're, they're, they're telling us something happened to Papa. When she said Papa, her yeah. bottom lip quivered. Yeah, I, I saw that her bottom lip quivered, and, and she that's also when her breathing got heavy. Yeah. yeah, it 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 when she said it verbally and verbalized what she was internally feeling, mm-hmm. and her voice broke in that moment. It I did. could hear it. It did. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just wanted to reach through the screen and hug her. Hug her. Never let go. I felt bad for her. And Alex kind of considers for a second and then asks if she minds if he sits with her 
for a bit or if she wants to be alone. Rita kind of goes blank. And she kind of, she looks away from him. Yeah. Um, after he asks that. So he, he takes that as a yes. Yeah, he takes that as, I'm going to give you some space. But as he just moves, she freaking latches on to him. Which about made me cry. I was like, because he, she like latched onto him, and, and he, he kinda, like has his arm on his shoulder, what? and the other one like holding her arm, and it's like, whoa, hey, like, are you okay? Yeah. Well, honey, I'm not. And you know. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, that was an emotional moment for me. Just seeing, like, Rita all but latch on to um, Alex. And also, there's just something about... You good? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. <laughs> there's also just something about CK and kids. Yeah, he's got a soft spot for kids. Well, especially, that, and I think that kids like him. Especially Mr. Quinn himself, Clay Crawford, his sons. He, oh, CK loves hanging out with them and spending time with oh. them. Well, because I remember in one of the um the leverage um, audio commentaries, they all say that basically kids treat Christian as Batman. <laughs> Like the coolest yeah. guy, which I mean, yeah, they they're like drawn to him. I mean, like who they wouldn't are. be? Kids are drawn like, to Christian because he's got that like lovable side to him, and he's got he does. He just radiates like a he's a big ball of sunshine. He pretty is. much. Yeah, he's like he's like yeah, Elliot. He's, he's tough on the he's... outside, but squishy on the inside. Yeah, I know. He keeps saying that like. He has like a temper and like and like though nobody has really like seen his temper and he's like like I remember the one there's one clip of him performing at a bar. You you know what clip was, I'm talking about. It was, when I'll yeah, say it. it was at uh at Dante's. Yeah, oh, yes, <laughs> because I'm not that, at that point encore. Yeah, he was like, I'm not that likable of a motherfucker. <laughs> That's what he literally said. Was it went on on stage? And his voice crashed. The voice crashed. And he's like, <coughs> "That's what he did." He said, and I was like, "I know I'm not that likable of a motherfucker." <laughs> and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, "What? Excuse you? Excuse you?" Did you say what I just thought you said? Uh-uh. Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. Negative. Uh-uh. No. I, Wrong. See, I can't... See, I can't because... see him getting legit mad. But maybe that's because I only see, like... Like, what he Positive essentially, side. like, shows the... Like, shows everybody. Yeah, but, I mean... Of course. I just can't see him getting angry. He's like a wolf. At, like, he is. He's like a wolf cute and cuddly but then 
can be kind of mean if provoked probably is kind mm-hmm. of that sort of thing because i was uh, sorry now i got that clip going on repeat in my head <laughs> damn it so do I. <laughs> because the All little right. voice crack <laughs> it is it's funny oh Cracks me up. Because that's what he's also like adjusting the mic stand too. Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's a bit. He is. He's like, I don't, I know I'm not that likable of a motherfucker. And the little smirk but he did. Oh he did. Like, and that was also after he drank a bottle of Jack straight. So. Boy, might have been a bit tipsy. Just, just pointing that out there. Of course. Right. He had been drinking, so of course. He had been. But it goes to show you the versatility <laughs> uh, of him. Like, he can... Yes. Yes. Have that he can vulnerability, do these, like, but... Vulnerable moments, especially with, like, children involved. Oh, yeah. And then go from that to being, like shaking because he's so pissed off. Like, yeah. Like, neck bulging. Yeah, continue like, on. angry. Yeah. But yeah, that shows you how good of an actor. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, got a lot yeah. of tools in his whole belt. Yes, he does. Alright, we should probably continue on because we already had almost an hour. <laughs> We're not even close to being done with this. No, already an hour in. Oh my god! <laughs> so almost an hour and a half in, and we ain't even a quarter of the way through the episode. So, <laughs> jeez. All right. So, Rita then, uh, or Pilar. Sorry, then calls for Rita. Rita sees her just like, Mom? Ernesto is behind Pilar and Kai is like back a bit. Rita and Pilar hug and she kisses Rita's temple. And then Pilar tells Rita they have to go. Ernesto side hugs Pilar and kisses the back of her hair and lets them go. And Ernesto's like, Poor kid, as Alex stands up. And Alex immediately like asks what happened. And Ernesto tells him her father's body was found earlier in the morning, throat slashed. And Alex then asks, of course, because now he's taking it personally, if they have any Because leads. he's got a connection to Rita, so he yes. kind of feels like he wants to help. Mm-hmm. And he's like, how can I help? Is what he asked and, him. Yeah. But Kai's like, oh, yeah. now you're interested? And and she's like, what are you talking about? A, yeah, she's being a little bit of a little shit right there. And I'm like, she is. It's but I mean, I guess it's good reason. About. Yeah. I guess it, that is good reason because as we find out, the kids involved. Well, that kind is of, why Alex is But the reason why Kai is a bit snippy is because apparently Kai and Ernesto have been bringing cases to Alex and he's been turning them down. 
is what we find yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, it's understandable, but she could have been a little bit nicer yeah. about it. Could have been like, oh, like, why does this pique your interest? And it kind of asked it that way. So it's like, oh, now you're interested? It's being a little bit rude. She could have been like, what about this case is interesting to you? And asked it that way instead of the way that yeah. she did. But it's kind of like digging the, that yeah, knife into Alex's is, side a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, because after Kaya, it's like how many times he's turned them down. Alex is like, you realize I'm on this island to avoid stress, right? And Ernesto even <laughs> snips. Once again, he's doesn't happen. But Ernesto then snips to his things like he turned his back when he's needed. Alex says this case has had nothing to do with him because like, oh, and this one does. I was like, like, yes, this one kind of does. Hey. And like he stops him. He's like, this one does. Yeah, and he's kind of blunt. He's like, hey, this one this one does because of his relationship with Rita. Well he so does. Of course, yeah, he just says again it's this personal. one does. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just you can just tell by the way he said it. That he means yeah. it's because of Rita. It is because and his Rita connection with personal. Yeah, and it's like he kind of went borderline like Elliot protectiveness at that point with her. Yeah. Because of her. And I was like, I went like, oh, it's cute. Mm. But at the same time, that shows you where his heart is. He cares about the people around him. Even though he acts like a big old butthead sometimes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, so that's why he kind of decided, oh, I want to get in on this case. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So, and then, is that a freaking train? Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I heard it through here, and I was like, "Yep." Cause I have my I have my window open, so that's why it's uh, louder. Yeah, he said you had to get it. Hot as crap in, in my room. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then we see. Continuing on. So we see Alex, Kai, and Ernesto are in a dim room. Evidence and documents are spread out all over the table. Alex explains that this wasn't done by a professional, though he guesses he has a criminal record, but he wasn't a hitman by trade. Kai asks what tells him that. Alex then points out the wound and there's jagged cuts and it's not an assassin's blade. Excuse me, Jews. Yeah, and he guesses and I, it was a utility knife. Yeah, and I, I wrote the fact that he knew it wasn't a professional hit. You knew this guy was kind of like an amateur. That was mm. impressive just by looking at how mm. the wounds were. And then uh, how he ID'd the blade. That impressed me. I was like, damn, boy, how do you know this? Mm. And what does he say? He's like, when Kai says, uh, it's like, when she looks at him like, how did you? What? Because like, Alex says it's that? a reverse S blade. Yeah. Is what. And it then is. Kai says, 
You can you can so tell you, all that by looking at a photo of a wound. And Alex says, you can't. <laughs> With that little smirk. Which, I must say, this <laughs> is a missed opportunity for it. It's very distinctive. Yeah, and I, I wrote that. I was like, it was a, almost a, it's a very distinctive. And then I put his smirk. Yeah. Like, you can't. <laughs> and he's like, you can't? He kind of looked at her like, okay then. <laughs> and that was hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, I, that's, that goes to show you that and that Sorry. reminds me when this episode came out and the the uh, Facebook Live for this episode, mm-hmm. <laughs> Dean said it was like yeah, it, we kind of wrote it that way to where it was kind of like it's a very distinctive, but it wasn't really. And Christian just it was more in. for like the people who know will appreciate this. Yeah, like the people who know. They kind of, they have a little insider thing. They know, like, just the phrasing. Like, they could tell. Like, if you're a fan of Leverage, you know what we meant when we said it this way. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, no, I, yeah. no crap. <laughs> and I'm like, no, yeah. duh. And I'm like, I said it in my head when I rewatched it. I'm like, it's, it's a very distinctive, it's a very distinctive. Uh, wound. <laughs> it's a very distinctive knife cut. Freaking hilarious. Uh, oh man, I'm like getting giggly, which is hilarious. And it's also kind of cool to think that it was right after right as they were getting done shooting on Miss Paradise that Dean Devlin had Christian told told this story. Is that when he was He's shooting like, on his paradise? The devil had went up to him and told him to stop cutting his hair, and that was and how we knew he was too. coming back as Elliot Spencer He's for like, redemption. And he was like, "He said, uh, I, I, I told Dean, I was like, we coming back?" And he's like, "Yes." And he just said, he just nodded his head and just left it at that. And I'm like, <laughs> imagine like, that day on like set, though, Christian. He would have been like, no, like really giddy and really happy. Probably, like just like he having your been, like, boss friend, sugar. And, like and brother, going up to you, probably like you're probably like getting ready to. Shoot. I don't know what was exactly going on this day. This happened. I just know that this event happened. Yeah, but, they like, were like, like it goes to set. Like it was like three days before they needed to leave. Um, because they were oh, just right, wrapping right, up right, and they right. were packing up to go home. Because because COVID. They were gonna shut yeah, down the because COVID they were literally shut down, so they had to like finish filming, get everybody on flights and get them out of there. Yeah, and they just barely made it to the airport they before did they shut exactly. everything. Down. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Was, and I'm like, oh, that little yeah. tidbit was kind of interesting. Yeah, luckily they that. got everyone out so they could, like, go back home before, like, they could be at home when, like, lockdown happened. Yeah. But I just imagine, like, Christian that day on set, like, he goes to set, like, ready to do whatever is scheduled for the day. 
then like Dean Devlin comes up to him, like comes up to him and is like, hey, you know, like after like we're done shooting, you gotta stop cutting your hair. And he just and then know when you're going back to like essentially yeah. the role that one of the roles that made you who you are today. That's your that was actually really really <clears throat> cool. Yeah, I know. And I just in my mind, yeah, I'm thinking Christian that deserves was that. it. Yeah, because he it shows his caliber of his character as a person, but also the fact that he can play these characters so well and put on those different outfits and play the, mm-hmm. the dream roles that he was born to play. The action uh, yeah, badass like, of Elliot Spencer. He said, he said before that Elliot the, was like his dream role. Yeah. To playing a guy like Alex who's got this emotional baggage but is also a badass. Yeah. Yeah, because Alex. Sorry, I'm trying to trying to move my legs here. (laughs) Yeah, because Alex gets into a pretty badass fight, which is something I'm going to mention later. Because we got to continue on, because we're at (laughs) hour over an hour and a half, so we got to keep going. (laughs) We ain't even close to being done, so. Ernesto asks if Alex is thinking that this was a robbery Then points out that Lester didn't have two bucks to his name or anything to steal. Alex then picks up on this immediately like, you knew him. And then Kai, Kai tells Ernesto that maybe he's close to this. Ernesto is like, maybe you're too close to this. And he's like, he kind of gives her a side eye like, the hell I am. I'm going to find out who did this. Officially yeah, or not. I wrote, yeah, and I wrote, Ernesto wants revenge, and then I put, this could be very bad. Because it could be. Because he could go off grid and do something stupid. Which he does! Yeah. Well, yeah, Kai says to make it official. They're going to do it officially. And they start, and she sits down. Ernesto asks Alex what he think happened. And Alex thinks that Lester was at the wrong place at the wrong time, and they just have to find the place. Yeah, they have to kind of backtrace from where he was found to where he was. Yeah. And kind mm-hmm. of dig into his background of, like, what was he doing? What was his job? And that's when they find out what he does. Because mm-hmm. Ernesto tells them, he's like, oh, he mm-hmm. worked security. Yeah. At this airport. Yeah. And Alex was like, oh, we'll start there. Yeah. So then. I'll have that cut, light bulb yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah. So after that, we go back to the American military base where Dr. Patel is telling Alex his blood pressure is still too high and asks if he's been sick to the diet. Alex says he is, though, <laughs> pretty sure he's lying. Dr. Patel asks if he's listening to the relaxation tapes. Alex says he is every morning, which may or may not be true. I mean, so far, it seems he has been. Dr. Patel then asks if he brought his journal. He's totally half-assing this, like, seriously. 
He is. He's, he's not really... taking this seriously. And Alex kind of reluctantly hands it over and is like, well, I'm not sure I wrote everything down. <laughs> and then... Um, and then um, Dr. Tells, tells Alex that the monitor are just more than heart rate and it's monitoring stress. And Dr. Patel then sees several drawings that Alex did. Yeah, and he, she's like flipping through it and she just looks up at him like an annoyed she mom. gives him the mom look. <laughs> and I'm like, oh dude, you screwed. You're done for. Yeah, because she says that if he's not going to take this seriously she's gonna she can't approve his disability payments and it's a condition now i am taking it seriously and dr patel says tells alex that she was hoping to see more improvement by now and the next time they meet she wants to see him use his journal in a more articulate fashion and alex says he will Alex then try then asked if there's any way she can call down to I'm assuming the, the social security no not social security crap what's it called what's the freaking called I don't know what it's um, called um it was it's like the it's like the payment office or whatever on base that yeah. handles his uh that handles his uh, job specific disability payment. Um, the seven seven sixes paperwork. And so basically, the fact he that I remember that is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But basically, she wants to. He wants her to call down to see if they could issue his checks today instead of Thursday because they cut the water off at his place, and she wants to talk about stress. <laughs> Which, I mean, to be fair, that would be stressful not having water. Yeah, and having to rely on bucket pools. Yeah. And the, but Dr. Patel tells Alex she has no control over that, and she just submits the reports, and the paymaster does what they do. Alex's phone starts going off as Dr. Patel tells Alex she wants him on a treadmill. Which I'm assuming it's She's wants to run like a test or something. But Alex starts to head out, saying he's got a good station. They're about to interview, or they're about to start the interview. Like, and Doctor Patel's to... like, "You're on a case." <laughs> Alex says he sorta is, and she scolds Alex again, saying, "You understand, you're." Like, if he understands his condition, can attack at any time. And Alex points out the only time the monitor doesn't go off is when he's on the case. And it's real life yeah. that stresses it out. Yeah, it's the, like what Kai said in the first episode. It's like, it's not the. Like, it's not, not the, the arrest in these gets... guys that give you the shakes. It's the bureaucracy. It's the bureaucracy. <laughs> so the stuff that dealing with the medical crap and all of like the payments and everything like that sort of stuff 
that stresses him out. It's but when he's on a case, he has that he business mindset of this. like doing a job, being a soldier, mm-hmm. basically. And it's easier for him. Yeah. But Dr. Patel tells Alex not to fool himself and he's just not he's not just at risk when he hears the watch go off and stress is a silent killer and he can have an attack when he least expects it. Then the Alex, the monitor goes off. And what's funny is Alex kind of like I'll use my watch. He kind of like looks like he like, <laughs> like he turns it, it off. He's like, he's like he pushes he also the button kinda, to you kind of hold on to it, which is hilarious. But it gives her a look like, don't you say anything. <laughs> like, don't even think about it. <laughs> and then leaves. Yep, and then turns around and walks out. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking yeah. the same thing she probably was. I'm like, oh, man, you really? Are... It's like, seriously, man, like, you are a walking, like, disaster. Accident. Yeah, disaster waiting to happen, and it's gonna be bad when it hits. Hmm. That's a just kind of hit in this episode. <laughs> I know, and it made me sad. Yeah, it I'm is like, oh, pretty sad. But and then and at the same time, I'm thinking, well, bud, you did this to yourself. It's your own damn fault. <laughs> and yes, my yeah. accent did come out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, we go back to the police station. In the interrogation room, we see Kai and Ernesto are on one side of the table. Alex is hanging in the back. And Luzon is across from Kai and Ernesto. Kai asks Luzon if he worked with Lester Long. And Luzon says no. He, he switched night shifts it's about a month ago. Which is when he met him. Kai asked if they were working together the night he died. Luzon says he did, and he just can't believe it, though he kind of sounds a bit numb. To me, it sounded like just his body language and stuff, it sounded like he was it did not holding something. He, yeah. He's like, there's his voice is saying one thing, but his body language is saying another. Mm-hmm. The micro-expressions on his face aren't matching up, so he's lying. I can just tell. Yeah. I could tell that he something wasn't right. Yeah. And so did Alex. Alex would pick up the head he's lying. Yeah, because they kinda ask us the questions about like if he saw uh, anything unusual at the airport and he, uh, if Lester said anything but anyone would want to hurt him. Yeah. And basically and that's that's a red flag. Yeah. If you're lying, you repeat the question to come up with something. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, then, that's weird that I know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and basically the last question is asked is um, uh, Ernesto asks if Luzon saw Lester leave, and he tells Ernesto that he saw him leave at 8 p.m. and he stayed because the next shift was late, but he saw him walk out the gate. Kai takes note, thanks him. As he leaves, Alex tosses a water bottle to him and he catches it with his right hand. That's important, apparently. Yeah, and we figure out why. You're right handed. He's like, what? 
And then I was like, you can go. And they look and, confused. Yeah. yeah. And Kai looks kind of pissed <laughs> at that moment. Like, and, fucking he's Alex. Like, he's like, really? Like, what? Mm -hmm. And then they walk, all three walk out, and he explains. And they don't walk out. They don't walk out of the uh, room just yet. They're still like in the he, he, room. He walks kind of closer to them a little bit. He gets yeah. up and walks towards them. And he says he's right-handed. Yeah. Because... He, the cut was made by a left-handed person. Well... No. What um, Alex says is that he had all the sense he was lying. That's why cool. the right-handed like, comes into play because he said his right-handed people looked up into the left when assessing memory and up into the right when using imagination. Trying to, like, fabricate something. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, the fact that you remember that, that's actually kind of cool. Kind of impressive. Because, mm -hmm. like, that holds up in the court of law in the United States. Now it's like, ah, you know. And then he gets up and says to check the coroner report about the time of death. And he guarantees that Lester Cordero died before 8 a.m. And they can bet on it. Alex and Lee's and Cuz, like, he doesn't annoy you just a little bit. And this is like a little bit. <laughs> and Alex pops back in. And what does he say? Can <laughs> I get it right? I uh, need a ride. And he's like, he kind of stuttered over it, Yo, too. Can I get a ride? Back to the hotel. I'm a little ah, short on catchphrase. <laughs> Ew, his catchphrase. I need a ride. <laughs> yeah, because even Kai in, like, um, in, episode, in episode six... She literally asked Alex why he doesn't have a car. He's like, because I don't have any money. <laughs> huh. So, Kai does drive Alex back to the hotel. And they stop at the entrance. And Alex thanks Kai for the ride. And to let him know when they got the coroner's. Let him know when they got the coroner's report. Because, like, you do understand. I don't work for you, right? Alex then takes note of the of a black SUV. We see a chauffeur sort of open the door, and Catherine Himmel, he was played by Emma Lennard, steps out and she's on the phone. Alex then tells Kai to come inside with them. Kai dismisses him, saying she has work to do. And he kind of like grits through his teeth, like, "Can you come in with me real quick?" He's like, "Like showing he was serious." Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, "I want you to see something." And there's a saying in the psych uh, psychology field that ninety percent of communication is nonverbal. So facial expressions and how where your eyes look, mm -hmm. it's that's nonverbal communication. So that tells you what somebody's communicating without even mm -hmm. them having to speak, which I thought was really cool. And um, the fact that he could tell, he kind of 
profiled this guy at a glance, which I thought was really cool. They mm-hmm. kind of picked up the, hey, this, this dude's no. lying. It's not adding. It's, there's something off here. There's something mm-hmm. not adding up. You could tell. He had a gut instinct of, like, wait, something's not right. I don't know yeah. what it is yet, but something's not right here. And the fact that Kai didn't pick up on it was kind of funny because she's a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think she like, also no. just isn't paying attention because she's just, she's kind of pissed at Alex. That, and she's also kind of thinking about Ernesto and where his head's at. So Probably. she's not, her, her, her focus <clears throat> ain't on the case completely, which yeah. is kind of crazy. Yeah. Or on reading Alex, at least. Is that what it's on? Yeah. But I must say, Catherine's outfit, it's quite interesting because she has, it's like a dark blue pantsuit and it has like thin white stripes, but there's like a cape that acts like a shot kind of thing and comes down. Yeah. It's like a little bit of like a drape type of piece, like a scarf yeah. type thing. That comes over her shoulders, which I thought was cool. But the fact that she was wearing a freaking pantsuit was hilarious. And I don't sure thing, if I like that was funny. They're just kind of like dangly. Yeah. But you could tell the dress has pockets. I was like, I was like, oh, it's got pockets. <laughs> Literally, that was my women's reaction. Women's clothing don't have decent pockets. I have like four dresses that have pockets, and I'm when I found that out, I was like, oh, "It's got pockets!" and I squealed because <laughs> it's so much fun. And so, so like, men, he can pick it up. You want to make your lady happy, and you want to find a good gift for her, or this could even be applied for women in relationships with other women. You want to make a girl happy. You get her a dress with pockets. <laughs> Plain and simple. Mm. Pockets are so, awesome. <laughs> so then they go back inside the lobby. <laughs> Alex kind of has his back to Klaus and Catherine at the reception desk. And Kai sort of faces him. Kai... And has Kai face him. Kai's not happy about this at all. She's kind of like shifting back and forth on her feet. She and is. Her, she does she's not holding like herself. She's pissed. She's uncomfortable, she but she's also mad at the same time. Because then Alex, Alex tells Kai to tell him what they're doing. Kai's like, who? The big lady with her servants? And yeah, without, like, looking at them directly, which I thought was cool. Yeah, it's like, how... He's, like, looking past him. He's, like, don't look at them. Look at me. Look at me. And I've done this before. I've looked at somebody, and I've looked at my periphery. And that's what she does, and she sees what they're doing. And it works. Because she sees okay. something that, that doesn't draw is- attention to her herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yeah, because, yeah, so basically Alex tells her to use the periphery of her vision to look at what they're doing. 
And as Kai snips, says that she can't do it, she realizes she can't do it and starts pointing out that essentially it's Klaus. Like, walked over and, to Catherine. Yeah, and I put, uh, it was like, <laughs> I put smuggler slash hitter question mark. Because I'm yeah. like, that's what he looks like. He's like this no. big buff dude. Yeah. He looks like a bodyguard mm-hmm. at this point. And Alex basically IDs them without even looking at them. Yeah, because Alex asks if he has a scar on his left eye. Which, I mean, I guess that would that is a pretty he's probably dealt with him idea. before. Yeah, he's probably dealt with him before. Considering yeah, he's... I think so. Or at least and, he's probably seen a file on him. Or heard of him or something. Hmm. And to be fair, a and, scar over the left eye is a pretty distinctive mark. So that would easily <laughs> be nice. <laughs> I see what you did there. I was hoping you caught that. Oh, I did. And uh, he basically says, like, yeah, he's a hitter. And yeah. this is the second time yes. he had the term hitter. Mm-hmm. Being dead when I know what you're doing. <laughs> yes. there, if you're watching this, on. shame on you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I picked up on it. There's a continuing on. After Alex tells Kai to like keep her eyes on him, Kai tells Alex she like thinks he has a scar and asks who they are. Alex tells Kai they're international smugglers and he recognized her outside. Kai asks what they smuggle, like, what do they, like, what do they smuggle? Drugs, diamonds, like what? Alex is yes to both and everything of value, but very high end. So and that's kind of funny. And I'm like, yeah, the fact that he knows what they smuggle and he kind of had an idea of what they do. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty impressive because he's probably read their dossiers before. He probably has. Being DEA, mm-hmm. of course. Um, and probably being on a task force with FBI or something like that, Interpol, probably. he's probably heard about them before, because mm-hmm. DEA agents actually will work with Interpol and FBI on, like, smuggling cases, depending on what, what they're doing, and if it's, uh, they, they will work even with, uh, the, the arms, uh, guys, too. I didn't know that. Yeah, if it's, uh. They'll they'll work with, they'll work with ATF. Oh. Um, it depends because tobacco alcohol, is technically tobacco a drug. Firearms. Yeah, and uh, ATF tobacco is actually a drug, so therefore, and it's regulated, mm-hmm. and it can be smuggled too. So they, I've actually heard mm-hmm. of cases where they've worked together to figure this out, and they've mm-hmm. actually come across stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So. That's actually pretty interesting, the fact that they brought this up in a different way, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. But <clears> that didn't click until <throat> I was re-watching it for the 15th time. <laughs> Literally, I've watched this episode 15 times. And it's so damn good. This, this is, I'm on my third. Now re-watching so this. 
It's just it like, is so good. well written. I love it. Hmm. All right, so continuing on. Because we're almost at two hours now. So, <laughs> so Alex tells Kai that his name is Klaus. And he runs their security and he's a former mercenary. And then here the conversation that Catherine and Klaus are having. Catherine asks Klaus what he meant by he isn't there and if asks if he expects her to stand in the lobby all day waiting for him. And she also has a British accent. Klaus then tells Catherine that perhaps his plane was delayed. Catherine then orders Klaus to get her an envelope and something to write on. And then Klaus heads to the desk. And, and like Kai tells this snippy. to Alex. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like very snippy with mm -hmm. the desk person, which yes. I immediately got pissed. I'm like, because asked politely, like, hey, can I get like a notepad or something like to make leave a little note for somebody real quick, please? For my guest, yeah. But no, he's like snapping his fingers, like, oh, you're gonna lose a hand. Yeah, you're gonna freaking lose that hand if you keep doing that. Yeah, but. The clerk does give an envelope and paper to Klaus. And he kind of fumbles. He does. I noticed, which is kind of sad. Probably because he's scared. Of this guy that could probably yeah. eat him for lunch. Probably. And Kai then points out that Catherine looks is pretty pissed off. And Alex reminds her again to look at him by doing, like, the eyes on me fingers. He, he, he kind of tapped her shoulder and, like, just like this. Yeah. And mm. I'm like, okay. And I, I she kind of rolls her eyes the second time. She does. <laughs> she does, yeah. She rolled her eyes at him, like, oh, not again. Mm. Getting even more annoyed. Mm-hmm. So Catherine starts writing and Kai tells Alex like that she's writing. And like a note or something is what it looks like from what she can tell. Yeah. And then Catherine's like slams the pen down on the desk really pissed afterwards, yeah. which I thought was kind of funny. I'm yeah, like, ooh, she's mad. Yeah, it's an important or well, an important detail to take note. Is that after um, Catherine writes the note, she puts her charm bracelet in and the envelope. And then, like, slides it over to the desk yeah. clerk, pretty much. Yeah. And then they and leave. the desk clerk doesn't look up at her at all mm -hmm. after she did that, which was kind of funny. And I'm like, why is she, why is she, why is he doing that? Like, what? And then it makes sense, like, oh, he's uncomfortable and he doesn't want to make eye contact. Mm -hmm. um, and then Kai and Alex wait a little bit, right? Yeah, they, yeah. Like about maybe like approximately like five minutes or so. Yeah, because they tells know Kai that they're he gone. Needs her, yeah, because that until yeah, he tells they're her gone. To do thing to and to do after. I was like, you know, you're getting really irritating. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. It kind of gave me a chuckle a little bit. Yeah. So Klaus tells the clerk to 
tells the clerk thanks and to make sure that he receives the envelope when he checks in. Clark puts the envelope in front of a stack of them as Klaus leaves. He's about to get on the phone as Kai comes up to him. And says that she needs information on the gentleman he was speaking to. And the clerk tells and her that she they flashes have- her badge. Yep, flashes the badge. <laughs> so meanwhile, Alex grabs the envelope paper. And he trolls the paper. <laughs> Did you pick up on that? He trolls yeah. the paper. Because. <clears throat> I, I thought it was very anything, There isn't anything <laughs> that Kate won't twirl. Yeah, he did. He went like this and flipped it with his right, fingers. And I'm like, I don't have paper. Shut my paper. I can't do it. Yeah, it was like this. But faster. And I'm like, how did you not drop that? Like, how? And he flips everything. True. He likes to spin twirls. stuff. He loves to, like, twirl stuff, which is hilarious. No, and, and I mean literally everything. Baseball bats, crowbars, knives, cues, knives. Um, <clears throat> baseball bats, any baseball. you name it, he's he spins it. <laughs> <laughs> the Jane Doe Doe from <laughs> the Jane Doe. <laughs> Oh no, you're dying. What's what's going on? Why are you laughing? In the unwellness job, episode of Leverage Redemption. Oh, great. I know what you mean. Not kidding. There's a scene. In the unnoticed job. The look on his face. After, after Christian Kane knocks a John Cena looking goo out with a tilt. Breathe, Kaylee. Breathe. <coughs> no, the what? What the and hell then he like that? catches it like this, and he's like, "What the hell is looks that?" At it and then looks at the girl like, and then he gives it back to the girl and walks away. <coughs> no, he asks, "What the hell was that?" Which is improv on Kane, because that was the first time he had seen the prop. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, what was he's funny like, was he saw the prop. The He's like, what the hell was he that? He had it in his hand. He was like, oh, you gotta be freaking kidding me. And then, damn it, I dropped my cap. Hang on. Crack. Crack. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, I had, I had to like, do, say something about this object in my hand. So that's where the what the hell is that? Like, what the hell is this came out of? Yeah, and the fact that they kept it they kept it in the show, which is hilarious. <laughs> but they did it 
I must say, props to Noah Wiley who directed that episode for the camera work. That was so good. <laughs> oh man, now my stomach hurts from laughing. Oh, no. Shame on you. Sorry. You just had to bring up the unmentionable object. It, it, it twirls everything. I had to mention it. I know. And he even did the did it with the pull cue too. Uh, pull stick. The he does episode. do it with the pull cue. I was like, ah, he did this pretty thing. He did this pretty thing. He does this pretty thing a lot. And I love it. Okay. All right. We need to continue on. We need to continue on. <laughs> so, so Kai flashes her badge saying it's a policy of the police department to shut down hotels in violation of health codes. And threatens to look around and find some. And the clerk apologizes. Colin Kai officer. Kai's like, detective. And which, detective. Good on you, Kai, for. And you, she's like. For having people respect your title. Good and it's you. like. Just the look she gave him for staying officer. Yeah. It's detective. It's like, um. It's detective and you'll get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I and thought was freaking hilarious. Clerk. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Right, so the clerk uh Kai then asks what time Klaus checked in and the clerk looks it up as Alex gets a letter ready and he switches him out, hiding the other one behind his back, because like his hands are sort of behind him like this. Their hands are behind him and the clerk, the clerk tells Kai that Klaus checked in at four seventeen a.m. Kai thanks him and leaves. So then we see Alex walking along the pools, open up the envelope and hold it up the charm bracelet. Kai then runs up to him and asks what it says. And Alex reads the letter aloud, saying. <clears throat> return this bracelet to me in my room 21b tonight at 8 we'll pick up the rest of your merchandise and finalize our transactions at the club our transaction at the club kai then asks who max adler is because i'm assuming that's the name on the envelope alex spots catherine about to lay on a lawn chair removing her cover up and revealing a lovely black bathing suit and margarita on the stand, which doesn't sound that awful. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Alex says that, that he doesn't know who Max Adler is, but they better find out fast. Kai then pulls out her phone and says the coroner's report came in and the time of death was approximately 4 a.m. And Alex kind of gives the I told you so head, like uh, the I told you so head cock, as Kai notes that the desk, desk clerk said they checked in at 4.17 a.m. And Alex minutes from the time that the yeah. guy died to when they clocked yeah. in, when yeah. they checked in. Well, and Alex points out it's 15 minutes from the airport to the hotel. Because, like, so they killed the security guard because he got in their way. Nelk says, yep, 
Now it's our turn. And he leaves. <laughs> I must say he is oh, very no. good at that. <laughs> he he loves getting in people's way. Yep. Doesn't he? Yep, he does. Because he can't leave shit alone. He's a nosy. Nosy. He's worth the... Hmm. He is nosy. Mm-hmm. Than that. But, I mean, he's curious, and you know that saying, curiosity kills a cat, he's gonna get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so. But will then, Alex yeah. learn? Nope. Nope. Probably not. Alright, nope. <laughs> Alright, let me see Alex sitting in the hotel lobby where a Navy Blue Polo has, like, one button undone. And he's putting his cob in. Kai, who's back at the gift shop, doesn't know how comms work. <clears throat> Starts blowing, like, talking to it and blowing into it. Nearly blowing he, Alex's eardrums out. He's like, he's like, damn he's it, like that he blinked. man. Yep, and, and then I wrote, they're using comms. An exclamation point. But every time... I'll say it again. Every time we hear Alex say, damn it, man, I want him to yell, damn it, artisan. Because <laughs> it's never not funny. Alex they need to have a character. Like, next, this next season, they need to have a character on Almost Paradise named Hardison, like last name named Hardison or something like that. Yeah, then we can get a Hardison. Yes. Dean, if you're watching this, make that happen. <laughs> uh, I swear to God. Alright. Yeah, Alex <laughs> Alex tells her to near button on a megaphone to put it in her ear and talk normally. Kai asks what the plan is as she puts her comm in. And Alex says he'll wait for Max to show up. Kai asks if they should figure out who this guy is first. Alex says they will and they'll tell them. We then see Max in a Blue suit jacket, cowboy hat, blue jeans. <clears throat> Walking to the reception desk. And Alex says they are a go. Max tells the desk clerk that he has a reservation under Max Adler. And he has a Texas accent. And, and Alex, he's wearing a freaking cowboy hat and cowboy boots. Yep. Alex, like, exactly. And gets up and leaves. The desk clerk hands Max the envelope. Max opens the letter. And it's signed by Catherine. And the letter says for him to meet her man in the lounge. Which is the note that Alex had written earlier and switched out. <laughs> instead of the other place where they needed yeah, to Yeah, instead of having them meet at a... Instead of Max reading the letter that said for him to meet her at 8 in her hotel room. Yep. Switching he's going to head to the lobby. Yeah. So Max and his three goons walk to the lounge and Alex gets Max's attention. Alex has now a black suit jacket on. Max asks who he is. Alex tells Max... Max, he's going to do the meeting and then specifies alone. Max is like, I don't think so. 
Uh, and it's like uh, that thick, like pretentious, like excess. excess drawl, pretty much. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh no. Yeah. Alex then gets Max to agree, saying he is under orders to cancel the transaction. Then Max then asks how he's supposed to know he's legit. Alex goes to reach inside his jacket pocket, and the goons put like put their hands on the guns. Alex like he like puts out his hand like I'm unarmed. And he pulls out the charm bracelet. Yeah, and he does it, like, on his fingertips, which I thought was funny. Yeah, yeah. And the Max is like, oh, yeah, that damn thing. Snatching it. Max reveals it was hard for him to find, and then tells his goons to wait. So then we see Max and Alex walking through the resort, and Alex acts... <clears throat> Ugh, I'm tired. <laughs> Alex asks Max if he gets gifts for Catherine often. Max tells Alex it was a condition of the transaction, and the bracelet wasn't even that expensive. It was just hard to find and thinks it was some kind of test. Alex is like, yeah, well, you know Catherine. <clears throat> <laughs> I love that part where they're walking down and yeah. when he says, Oh, she must be a real bob buster. Smile. DK smile was freaking. Yeah, perfect. he plays lunch. Like she he's has like, her charms. And he's like trying not to I felt like he was like trying not to crack up, but mm-hmm. like you could see the smile on his face and I'm like Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's adorable. Mikai takes that as a hint and starts taking her hair out of her ponytail, saying he was right and he doesn't know what she looks like. Mikai then grabs a light blue satin robe off the rack. Which I must say. And then she also does like a one two look kind of thing. Like and like no, I'm good. Take yeah, she, wait, well, before that, she puts the robe on, and then she, like, takes her hair out, and then she, like, does yeah, the flip her thing out. with her hair. Yeah. And it was cute. And I'm like, mm. girl, who are you trying to impress? Like, For seriously? Sale? <laughs> so Alex and, Max start, <laughs> Alex and Max start getting closer to the gift shop. Alex says that she's tough. She's tough, but as long as he does it, the, mention the Houston Texans. He'll be fine as she hates them. <laughs> Max goes full on good old boy. And it's like, well, I'm glad you warned me. They're my home team. <laughs> Alex, like, I kind of figured. slaps his chest a little bit, which is freaking yeah. hilarious. Which, which is kind of funny because Christian's from Texas, Oklahoma. I could I could not pass up that irony. I'm sorry. That was funny. <laughs> so then they head inside the gift shop. And 
Kai kind of turns around and she puts on the charm. Mag's like, who the hell are you? And Kai's like, I'm Catherine Himmel. And Alex probably sensing he's not buying it, like kind of like starts cracking his neck. And Max is like, well, you sure are a pretty little thing, but you might know Catherine Himmel. Then <laughs> Max like turns to Alex asking like, what the hell is going on here? And Alex <laughs> knocks him the fuck out. <laughs> oh, man. Like it was, it was one punch. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I have to go take care of my dog real quick. Okay. All right. Oh uh, yeah. All right, that it was just really funny <laughs> to me, just the way it like punches him out, and then like the max falls into like a stand of stuff knocking all over the floor and i was like yeah man <laughs> guy just has your mouth open a bit all right kind of continuing on a bit kai says alex was wrong and he did know what she looked like which i don't I don't think that Max actually knew what Catherine looked like. I think that because Kai, I'm pretty sure, is sorry. Because Kai, I'm pretty sure, is Filipino. Uh, and the actual Catherine's obviously white. And Catherine is more of, like, a white name. If, like, he, like, guessed that Kai wasn't Catherine. Which, I mean, anybody can be named whatever. But I'm assuming that's what, like, what caused that. But. I'm trying to stall until Alex gets back. Hey. <laughs> uh. Hey. <laughs> and so Alex. All right, continuing on. Sorry. Okay. So Alex says it's fine, and he knows all he needs to know, which is that Max is from Houston, Texas, and he's never met Catherine, so chances are she doesn't know what he looks like either. As he's, like, patted Max down, he pulls out a passport. Kai asks what Alex, that's what Alex said about Max, and asks what if she does. <clears throat> Alex then hands Kai the passport, telling her to get them to do a rundown on everything they could find on him at the station, and they may have to use one of Ocampo's relationships at the embassy. Kai asks 
Netflix. Like, so what do we do? Alex puts on the cowboy hat. And says, well, we have a date with the Miss Catherine Nimmel. And like clicks his tongue. <laughs> yeah, and he kind of he kind of laid on the the Texas uh, the draw. He laid on the draw. a little bit thick, a little he bit did. thick, and I'm like, "Damn it, boy, quit! You're gonna make me fall in love with you all over again. I have a crush on you already. Stop! Stop!" Yeah, he boy. did look hot in the cowboy hat. I must say, it was cute. Mm-hmm. And the little like he got. Really flushed in the face, too, which was freaking hilarious. He did, yeah. All right, then we see Ernesto walk up to a door. It's white with purple trim and almost is like a pink peachish wall. And knocks. Luzon answers, and Ernesto asks if he has a moment. Oh, my God. Sorry. Luzon tells Ernesto, we told him everything he knows. And Ernesto says he needs him to clear up a few discrepancies and ask if he can come down to the station. Zone kind of questions it. And Ernesto tells him that the coroner's report came in and some things don't tie up. Luzon then asks where Kai is. Ernesto says it's just him. And then Luzon goes to let Ernesto in. But then as Ernesto steps in, Luzon sort of slams the door in Ernesto's face. And, like, he pulls himself to the side, and you can see him have to, like, shake it off a bit. Like, shaking his head. Pulls out his gun. Goes to the other side. Puts the door in. Goes in. Looks around. Finds a weapon room. And then hears... He's on run outside, but he's gone by the time he goes outside. And sorry, Alex just left. Um, I think the other We good? Yep. Okay. <laughs> fine. Sorry about that. It's okay. Stupid dog. You find a weapons room, or by the time it was. Uh, uh, and Nessa gets outside, Luzon isn't there. But we see some graffiti above the door that says N88S. And Ernesto grabs a banana off the clothesline. So we go tonight where we see Catherine in a one strap off the shoulder, long black lacy dress. She's standing on the balcony. They then hear a knocking. Klaus opens the door and it's Alex wearing a dark blue button up with white threading, like a cowboy shirt and the cowboy hat. Klaus asks who he is. Alex says he knows exactly who he is, revealing the charm bracelet. Klaus asks if he can like, take his ring. The funny thing is, is that it's like he's just so calm about it. He is. And Klaus asks if he could take his hat and coat. And Alex is like, like, you could take my hope, but the only time I take my hat off is if something really bad's about to happen. At the bad's <laughs> about to happen, right? <laughs> and then chuckles. Yeah, and then Kai 
sits in the van and she like face palms. Embarrassed. Yeah. And kind of frustrated too. Oh, then. So Alex like kind of has his sleeves rolled up a bit as he goes to meet Catherine, standing at the balcony door, saying, That's one spectacular view. But she puts on the southern charm to the max here, I must say. And Catherine's like, yes, the way the moonlight dances across the bay is something to behold. And Alex is like, I wasn't talking about the moonlight. <laughs> like, oh. no, for Alex, I, uh, for Alex, yes. Because that was adorable, seeing the charm. But yeah, it was smooth of him to do that. It was smooth kinda, as hell. Kind of, kind of gross, but also kind of cute at the same time. To where he's uh, not. It, like, it would have worked on me. It would have worked on me. Yeah, I would have been a puddle on the floor. I would have been like, what? Pass out. Mm. <laughs> Catherine turns around holding the same like er, this is my champagne flute. She kind of like turns around and is like you flatter me sir. <laughs> and Alex does a bit of a tip of the hat. Yeah and he kind of looks up kind of from underneath the hat and smiles at her and then does one of these which is freaking cute. And then Kai and the other cops are in the van on comms. <clears throat> listening to this go down. That's mm -hmm. like, hey, aren't you putting it on a little thick there? <laughs> then Compo gets to the van and he shows them a file saying he pulled some strings with people from the embassy and it could be a very big bust and newsworthy depending on what they're smuggling. Kai sort of starts reading through the file as Alex hands the charm bracelet to Catherine says, I think this belongs to you. Catherine's like, huh, it's not for me. It's for your daughter. And what's interesting is the music shows this tone change. Because Alex is like, excuse me? Because the music cuts out. Yeah, and you can see the borderline panic in his eyes when she said that. Yeah, which is the part... Thinking his cover was blown. Yeah, this is the beginning to Alex's side of the theme of this episode of taking things personally because as yep. we know alex has a daughter so that very well could have been his first thought is oh shit do they not do they know who i really am and do they have evelyn <laughs> yeah that's what we I find out be... his daughter's name to be is evelyn yeah and i was like He's freaking out mentally in his mind, which is... Yeah. I would be, too. Hmm. If I were him, I would be panicking a little bit, and I'd be mm -hmm. kind of concerned. I was like, oh, crap, am I blown? Yeah. But, nope. Yeah. It come to find out, um, the guy that he's playing also has a daughter. Yeah. But also, um... But with what's it... With what's revealed that they're smuggling, I don't feel bad at all about Alex knocking Max out. <laughs> that piece I, of human garbage deserved it. 
Yeah, like. In that know. moment, I thought I was thinking, "Where's my tase? Can I tase him?" And I asked you that when I was watching. I was like, "Hey, can I tase this guy?" I hate yeah, him. I remember. And you said but okay. Also, the fact that like Max has the daughter, yet is involved willingly in sex smuggling kids his daughter's age which i'm is sorry but do you not see how that would be a conflict of interest exactly it's like dude do you have a brain in that numbskull head of yours and also because it had been a while since i um had seen this episode before I had rewatched it, I thought for a second that, um, like, I thought for a second that the twist was going to be that Catherine was going to say, like, our daughter. <laughs> but I was wrong. <laughs> I don't that know why, been, but for some that, reason. That would have made things even more interesting if it had been, like, yes. our daughter. Yeah. Because it's like, say, excuse me, say what? Yeah. But I still had the same reaction of like, duh. But it, it makes more sense this way. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But for a second, though, I was like, wait, wait are you talking like, like you two had a kid? Or like what? Uh, that's kind of funny to see where your mindset went to briefly. Yeah. Obviously, I was corrected. <laughs> because then Catherine says that they know a great deal about him, his business, and his daughter. And says she's 12 and asks what her name is. Klaus also walks up. Kai is frantically looking through the file and finds info telling Alex the daughter's name is Daisy, and she's 13. And she, Alex, uh, yeah, Catherine's like, she's 12, right? And he's like, you Alex damn like, well know her she's name 13. is Daisy, she's 13. You know, like, like, <laughs> and he gets sassy. Like, like, she's 13, and you know damn well and good her name is Daisy. Like, is this one of those you know, your tests? Like, this is another one of y'all's tests? Like, you're trying to intimidate me? <laughs> And that was funny, too, because I'm like, ooh, touched a nerve, did she? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Catherine assures him they, they just like to know who they're doing business with. And then tells Alex to give the char- to give Daisy the charm bracelet as a token of their friendship. And Alex takes it, a second. Well, it's actually, to me, it was not friendship. It was more as a token of their contract, in a way. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought. That's what it meant, but that's what she said. Yeah, it's like, uh, you say one thing, but this means another. This means another, And yeah. it's like, I know like you. I want to throat punch you. Yeah. Then Alex, uh, yeah, because a freaking woman's involved with smuggling. Children. Little girls. It's sad, but also which I don't know if that's worse than the other guy. Hey, don't 
break your stuffy. You can squeeze it, but don't freaking don't yeah. break it. But I don't know what well, is worse. The fact that the two people involved in this transaction, one's a woman yeah. smuggling little girls, or the fact that the other person who is involved is in this transaction the quote unquote buying has a man. daughter. Yeah, who's got a kid. It's like, how could you be that no, Not just a kid. Not just a kid, yeah. a daughter, a 13 year old daughter. The same age as some of these girls. Yeah. It's like, how could you be so heartless and do something like that? Like, that just, that's just shocking. Yeah. And it aggravated me too. It's like, oh, mm. you, you human being. Mm. I was like, I don't, I don't. No, which one's worse? Because they they're both, both kind of equally bad. as bad. They're both equally as bad. But it's like, really? Like, because it is like a serious... I, I know we kind of like talked about this at the beginning. But like, it is seriously like... It's dark. Like, serious worry. Yeah. That like most like Gen Z girls like grew up with with that fear yeah, like, yeah. um i like, barely made the always cut happened off to be for alert. being yeah i barely made the cutoff for being gen z but yeah that's what i we have to worry about nowadays with yeah. this brand new generation because they carry around a tracking device with their with themselves some people at some kids at the age of 11 have phones like this, so, yeah. and they can tap into it and track you. Mm -hmm. Sad. Yeah. It's not even, like, that whole point. It's just, like, like, the fact that, like, Catherine most likely probably has had similar speeches that, yeah. like, we've been giving in our, given in our lifetime. And but she yet completely ignored it. That same fear she she sees these girls as a product yeah rather than human beings and that's that physically makes me ill it literally exactly. made me nauseous when i was watching that again in a really bad way like i literally almost threw up I know I was, my stomach was a knot mm -hmm. yeah i sad i kind of i when i rewatched the episode i did like make the like with the whole max having a daughter and he's also like smuggling little girls but i just now had thought of the like catherine being a woman yeah like uh, both are equally as gross yeah they're both kind of disturbing in different ways, but they both are. All right, so back on track. So Alex takes a second, and then it says, I assume you guys cleaned up that business in Antigua. And Catherine and Klaus share a look, and Alex says he likes to know who he's doing business with as well. Then the music starts up again, which is 
I think the signal like okay. Like covers intact. <laughs> and it's funny this guy kind of like smells a tad and shakes her head like of course fucking dumbass can talk his way out of this one. Oh, man. And Alex takes a swig of beer. Because <clears throat> why not? So, guys, yep. Klaus suggests that now they're on equal footing, they should enjoy the rest of the evening out on the town. And they have a car waiting outside. Alex's like, you got a car? And Catherine says they still have the last portion of a shipment to be acquired. It says to be their guest. And Catherine says that there is a nightclub in town that caters to his particular taste. Which should have been the first clue. That should was like the first clue. What, what do you mean? Yeah, that should have Not been the first in my clue. Mind. Of, or that, that is sort of the first clue as to what exactly is being smuggled. It's like a nightclub that caters to a specific taste. Like. Hmm. That's a spish. Yeah. Something ain't right. So, yeah. yeah. So, Kai then, then we tells find everyone. out a little more. Yeah. So, Kai then tells everyone they're on the move and orders everything locked down as her and Ocampo go up front. Kai sees Alex and company heading to the car, and Ocampo asks if he said where they were going. Kai says some nightclub, and Alex gets in the club, gets in the car. And inside the club, there's a lot of purple neon loud electronic music with a lot of bass. Yeah, it's like EDM music going on. It's like, <laughs> that gives me a headache just by looking at that. Alex analyzes the women dancing and everything gets kind of muffled as his watch goes off. And Which, think, the yeah, fact think that his watch now. goes off and it cuts through like, kind of like the muffled sound, it's mm -hmm. loud enough that he can kind of he looks down away from everything as he does a quick scan of the room and looks down at his watch. And that's when things get a little weird. Yeah, because I think when he's looking at the women dancing, he's noticing, I think, how, like, yeah, they're Their all, like, ages. smiles and seem. Well, that, but and, I like, think like, he sees they're all, like, smiles. But I think he's seeing that they're, like, yeah. Faking it. Yeah, like you could tell that there's something something off. Yeah. So Catherine calls Alex over and says they have a table. And Alex then sits down. And Klaus asks Alex if the women are asks if the women are beautiful. And Alex is super uncomfortable right now. Like, he's not even, like, sitting in the back of the chair like how I am. He's, like, sitting up. Yeah, back he's, leading on the, he's sitting on the edge. Of like, holding his jacket. Yeah. 
He's physically uncomfortable. I can see it in his body language, just how he's holding himself. He's stiff Mm -hmm. and not relaxed at all. Mm -mm. Catherine says the next shipment will be... um, And it'll basically be reported and ready. Um, Basically, the next shipment will be ready soon. And asked if there's any... like. Is like, is there anything? And Klaus is like, or anyone. Catherine says they could get him. <laughs> Which that's clue two. That's clue yep. two. Now so, it's like and Alex one. What? <laughs> yeah, that's clue two. So Alex is staring at one woman by the bar, probably analyzing how she she's not there willingly though Klaus takes that as a signal to like go get her and once again we get the muffled and slow down music and then quickly back to normal as Alex excuses himself to go to the bathroom then the music gets kind of creepy as Alex looks at the mirror and everything is wonky his heart's beating fast and like he's flashing to the women and like his watch is going off. And to the point where Alex just takes the freaking watch off. And he scares Nyad yeah, about the like, kind of like starting to sway a little bit. He is, is starting to I sway noticed. too. He's sweating. Alex unlocks the bathroom, he takes the hat off. He's sweating like a pig. And I don't mean that in the rude way. Like, he is legit, like, sweating. He is, like, pouring sweat. It's like somebody dumped a bucket of water on him. It is like someone dumped a bucket of water. How drenched he looks like. And his hands hands are shaking violently. Yeah, he, like, tries getting some water to, like, cool him off. But, and Kai's calling to him, but he's so out of it right now. He starts like groaning, like grabbing his bicep. Yeah, he, and then he, he passes his out. arm, and he he leans towards the he door back, and he into the yeah, cell door, falls. and then passes out and falls hits the ground. And his head and, hits the ground. Yeah, knocking his calm out, which yeah. is important. Yep. And Kai ends up going in, and. Excuse me. Alex comes to, grabs his hat, and goes. We then cut to Ernesto sitting in a restaurant, watching as gang members walk by, and he follows them out back. Though I must say, Ernesto and the smoke is a little bit scary. <laughs> but also kind of interesting, too. It's kind of like, it is. What? what's going on? What's happening yeah. here? And Ernesto recognizes the graffiti. <clears throat> so back at the club, Alex is back on the floor. Kai finds him and asks what happened. Alex says nothing. Why? Kai says she was, she's been calling out to him. And Alex, like, kind of puts his finger up to his ear. It's like, ah, damn, your bud must have fallen out. And he is a bit, like, twitchy, too, during yeah. this whole thing, too. 
All right, so Kai asked if he's all right and he's not acting normal. <clears throat> Alex asks what she's talking about. And Kai says he's not all full of himself and sarcastic. Alex says nothing's wrong, so calm down. Yeah, and he's like kind of snippy with her. He's short Alex with her. Alex should know better because like, he's been married, as we find out. Like he's you don't been tell a woman to calm down. You never down. tell a woman to calm down. Okay, it's you're poking just gonna the get bear. Or in this case, poking the cougar. Poking the cougar yeah. to make her mad. Yeah. And she just kind of looks yeah. at him like say something funny. It's, yeah, that's what she tells him is to say something funny. Dude, she did you okay? And also, the hell would you say to me? Yeah, but yeah. Kind of, Mixed and my voice got really high for a second there. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I was like, I'm happy to see you. It's like, yep, me is back. And then she goes to put the new earbud in. It, uh, Alex thinks her, and Kai tells him to keep it in this time. Then Klaus comes over, saying he knows why she was why he was taking so long, and they were wondering what happened to him. Kinda of, kinda of like smushes Alex's cheeks together and it like pulls his lip down. What's funny is Alex like lips kinda of, like then, stays out. And she like pouty. Pouty. And then she oh, boops his nose. Boy. Maybe buy me a drink later, okay? <laughs> and then she boops his nose his nose. And he's like just staring at her. It's like what? Kind of confused, and I want to know. She left him bumbling. Yeah, like how the right. hell did CK and Sam stay in character when they did that? There's got to be a takes out there somewhere of them like just cracking up and giggling because of how awkward um, that is. Yeah, I can just picture CK just like. Like when she grabs his face, like leaning down and like yeah, biting her hand, <laughs> or like trying to get her hand away from his mouth, like yeah, let go. Okay, she like she like pulls his lips slightly down, which like causes him to just like, stay in the pout for a bit. It's for a good few like, seconds second. at least. Yeah, and he's like. Because Klaus asked if he wants her to join them. Now Alex is like, nah, she's not my type. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, and I have that written down. Kai booped Alex's nose with an exclamation that point. Was kind of, that was kind of cute. And that was not expected. I, I was not expecting her to do right, that. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <A> poster. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, continue on, continue on. So they go back to the table, and Catherine tells Alex she's just been informed that the rest of his shipment has been secured, and once he transferred payment to their account, they can complete delivery. Alex asks if she has like a small compact mirror on her. Guys, just like don't I, I, I'm sorry I, I don't why now it's, it's, it's like just 
Alex says because he wanted to see if he had dumbass written on his forehead. And I made the note. I mean, sometimes I wonder. <laughs> I was thinking it was like, well, sometimes, kind of, maybe. Sometimes maybe he does have invisible dumbass written on his forehead. I'm sorry, Alex. You know I love but you, but you yeah, can be a dumbass. It's true, but you act like it. It's like you don't have the sense that your mama gave you. Yeah. And Klaus asks, like, what he's what he means. Alex is that in his neck of the woods, they verified the goods before purchase. Catherine's offended, saying, like, you don't trust me. Alex says it's not about trust, and asks if he's heard of. <clears throat> caveat emptor, which is Latin for cut the cards, apparently. Catherine tells Alex she's been across the Orient to inquire what he needed, and she expects to be well compensated. Alex says all he's asking is to see the goods he wants to purchase before he purchases purchases them, and asks if that's too much, if that's too much to ask. Sorry, these headphones hurt my ears a bit after a while. Klaus is kind of amused, commenting it's like two alphas locking horns. Klaus then tells Catherine to make an exception for Adler, but Catherine agrees and once says once she once he sees the goods, he'll pay. Klaus then says to not be silly, and of course he will. Because he'd hate to see what would happen to him and little Daisy. Hmm. Oh, then Alex goes like, to uh, Yeah. But then Alex goes to tension. But it's like, yeah, I real I like you guys. I really do. I mean, you, you got balls that clank. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumbass. And then leaves. Whoa. Oh. Then we see Ernesto go to a warehouse. He opens the metal door and we see goons like punching a punching bag or kicking a punching bag. Some are bolting, some of there's like fires going. TV's also on. Ernesto walks in and is looking around. And then he calls out for Luzon. He he turns off the TV and Ernesto says he's under arrest and to come quietly because he'd hate, hate it if he resisted arrest. Luzon. Yeah, Luzon then starts taunting Ernesto saying he's coming to the wrong part of town calling him old man and it's NA8 territory and there's no one around to help him. And Nessa's like, oh, poor me. And then takes off his glasses, which, as we are about to see. <laughs> oh, that's when crap goes down. That, that's the signal that shit's about to go down. Is yep. when Nessa takes off his glasses. And they they mentioned that in the Facebook Live, too. It's like, yeah, when Ernesto takes off his glasses, that's when somebody's got, about, to get their about to go feet. down. <laughs> And get the rest beat they do. Oh, man, that was priceless. 
and that. yeah, Luzon like sends all of his goons after Ernesto, who takes them all out easily and hard. Like he takes them down hard. <laughs> Which this that is was some awesome. Choreography. It was. It was impressive. That fight scene was impressive. Mm-hmm. Had me going like, "What? Whoa!" I know. It was like, "Whoa, Ernesto! Damn!" And then Ernesto then stares down Luzon, telling him he killed an innocent man, a decent man, a husband, a father, and his friend, and he's going to pay for it. Luzon says he can't pr- prove it. Then he goes after Ernesto with the knife, and Ernesto dodges his, then just straight up bitch slaps him on both sides. <laughs> That's what it looked like to me. It was like, True, like it bitch slapped the one side, and then he bitch slapped the other side. It's like, <laughs> he kind of. Guess what it was? Him. Yeah, he slaps him one way, and then he backhands him with backhands, the other, yeah, the other way, like, baby. Yeah. Oh, that had to hurt. Yeah, and you hear it and then, neck. Mm. Oh, sorry. So Ernesto then gains control of the knife and realizes it's an S blade with the serrated edge. And Todd said Luzon was dumb enough to keep the murder weapon, then knocks him down with the headbutt. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, dang it! Now I'm yawning. Mm. Sorry. And this is where shit's about to go down. So, yeah. Because they arrive at the warehouse. Or they they arrive at the airport. Sorry. The airport hangar. Uh, I called it a warehouse in my notes, but it's the airport hangar. Yeah. I uh, put when he was, Ernesto was doing the fight scene, and I put Elliot would be proud, LOL. He would be. It would be. Sorry, I got him. Yeah, just hang on. Okay. So, Alex and Co. arrive at the warehouse. And they get out. Alex and Klaus get out with goons. And Alex says about how there's two two guards at the gate and two in the car with them. And likes how they rule. Which Kai takes that to me. They have four guards there. And Compass says that's plus Klaus. So, it looks like an even fight. Though, I must say this reminded me of the radio job episode when um, Sophie's like saying all the numbers and count like counting <laughs> how many goons there are in like the north side, oh, yeah. east side, south side, west side. Yeah, what what this reminded me of was um, the fight with. From the, I think it's the either first or second David do- job where they're in the hangar with Quinn. Oh, with first with David job. Quinn. Yeah, first David job, that fight scene. <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh, of. yeah. Oh, yeah. When, like. That was going through my mind when I saw that. I'm yeah, because like, Quinn is, like, taunting <laughs> Elliot that whole scene, like, oh, better keep that left up. And that. All right. Yeah, on. and I put yeah, yeah I put that as like another fight scene in a hangar. Uh, yeah, another fight scene in a hangar. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, or technically, there's this is the fourth one yep. because the 
the opening scene was a fight, technically. The opening, well, and then, nah, that's more of a murder that wasn't a fight. Um, true. I'm trying to think for like on leverage, there was the first David Job fight. There's also mm-hmm. one in French, no, uh, um, the very big bird job. Oh, that right one, yeah. The, yeah. The teddy bear. <laughs> I'm going to say this once, boys. Hand over the teddy bear. <laughs> just like, I mean, uh, was tough. But it's the way he just, like, it was so, like, he let himself get he that was so low. confident, and then he was like, his face I had to say dropped. teddy bear. And he goes like this. That's Maria's nickname for Ellie. Just Teddy Bear. <laughs> oh, did I miss that? Oh my goodness. Oh, did so I funny. miss that? But yeah, and then he goes like he goes like this. Mm. With the teddy bear. Right there the teddy. I don't know. Freaking but... cute. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Her nickname for him. That's freaking cute. This one. I'm trying to think if there's like another fight in a hangar. There's not. Uh, so this is the third fight in a hangar that Christian has done, as far as I yep. know. So. Yep. So. Th- so they head inside, and then Alex adds, "There's six more people in the hangar." And. He tells Catherine she has a world class operation. Is cause like, do we have backup coming? Because there's what? Wait, six. There's ten goons. I believe. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. Yeah. There's ten of them. I counted, and there's yeah. ten. Yeah. There's ten. Yeah. And Alex tells Catherine he has a world class operation, and he takes his hat off to her. But he never takes his hat off, which I think because they established that the hat is the signal. Mm-hmm. That was essentially Alex saying, "Like no, <clears throat> like I don't need backup. Like I don't need backup, but like keep it on standby. Yeah, keep it on standby. Kind of, kind of like perked up at that. She's like, "Hold on, uh, yeah, not there yet." Yeah, Catherine at then Catherine asked if he'd like to see the merchandise, and Alex's like, "Well, yes, ma'am, I would." Which normally I'd find the whole "ma'am" thing attractive, but uh, this next scene kind of ruins it. It kind of unnerved me a little bit. Kind of urged yeah. me. Yeah, like, you don't yeah. know what you're getting into. Because Catherine buddy. says it's ready to get shipped out. Yeah, yeah. And the compo tells Alex they need to know what's inside before they can make the bust. And Catherine orders Klaus to show him. Klaus starts opening up the door, saying he'd be very pleased with the quality of the product. Klaus opens the door, and then, or the whole time Alex is kind of like doing, like, it's like clapping, like the board clapping when you're just trying to like do something. Yeah, and it's like as as Alex, he like ducks under, and I'm pretty sure because of the hat, he couldn't see. 
because it's when he lifts up, he's like, you can see the immediate, like, he's freaked out. He's starting to hyperventilate. He's breathing heavy. But he's flushed too in the he's face. Shaking. His face goes pink. Mm -hmm. He goes, his face turns from white to pink, like, immediately. And he's yeah. like, oh my out. God. Like, that's what he says. He's like, oh my God. He's very freaked out. So, and they're trying to figure out. So oh, man. Asked, like, like, uh, like, ask what is, like, is drugs, is guns? currency, like, guns? what is it? What and then it? we see a shot inside the plane, and it's all, and it's a bunch of girls, basically. And they're all man, hurt like and crying with makeup on. And the, then he kind of scans the girls, and then he sees the girl with the yeah. blue streaks in her hair. The girl yeah, that he, he locked eyes with in, in the club, the yeah. yeah. And she's, like, kind of dug down uh, back yeah. against the wall looking yeah. at him. Yeah. She locks eyes Alex, with him and mm -hmm. doesn't tear her eyes away. Yeah. Which, that kind of hurt. That it did, hurt a little yeah. Bit. And then Kite... Alex tells kind of compo that it's little girls. And Kai kind of lowers her head and it's like sex trafficking. And she's and, kind of at this point kind of confused. This yeah, is not what they that, expected. I think also like upset because this is like a whole different ball game than what I think what they were thinking. Too. Yeah. It's a different approach now from yeah. what they were planning. Alex, yeah, Alex, Alex is very upset because he shuts down. He is not speaking at all during this whole thing. He backs up so they can close the door. He like walks back and he's like barely keeping his composure. Like he has to turn away to like not blow it. Yeah. Which he does in about two minutes, anyways. But. <laughs> He's trying can not he to blow it at this point. Trying to he's keep not the, try, trying not to. He's trying not to. Trying to, yeah. He's trying to keep the cap on the uh, Mento pop bottle combo right now. That's about to explode, which is a bad idea, I yeah. must say. So Catherine that tells Alex they've, they've exceeded his first shipment of forty girls by over twenty, and trusts he's satisfied. And Claus says once he transfers the funds to them, him and his people could take the plane and its cargo. And Catherine points out it's the first time she's seen him speechless. And Kai warns Alex that backup is coming any minute now and to stall them. And the text in the van will spoof any money transfer and to just buy them a little time. Klaus gives Alex the numbers to transfer the funds. Klaus asks if there's a problem. Alex takes off his cowboy hat, which Catherine is like, I thought you never took off your hat. And Kai's like, this is Kai, and she's like, shit's about to go down, and we're going in now. Because Alex is about like, to blow the con. Yeah, and she's like, crap. Took his yeah, hat that's off. what she yells. And she is, gets up. Like, yes, she takes, 
the she takes the the head. She takes their heads off. Throws on the keyboard, jumps up, and goes grabs her gun. Of the van. Everyone follows yeah. behind her, and yep. they're going. And poor old Campos, like so confused. I felt bad yeah. for him. He's like, backup's not confused. here yet. Yeah. He's like, well, he's gonna be dead if we don't go in now. Yeah. Yeah, and then Alex turns around and tells Catherine, it's like, you know I have a daughter, right? Claus says he does. Sweets to the till Daisy. Which I'm pretty sure was like a reminder of that threat. <laughs> and Alex like, no. Her name's Evelyn. And punches and Klaus. Why did, when I heard the name Daisy, I thought of the tombstone reference well you're a daisy if you do <laughs> uh freaking tombstone uh yeah fight you know so fight you know we're gonna yeah you know we're gonna get a tombstone reference probably in season two i kind of hope we do <laughs> anyways Firefight ensues. Um, Al or Alex uses a goon's gun. He has like a goon in a chokehold and uses the goon's gun to kill another goon. And uses and then, the goon as like a, a then body uses the goon guard, as a shield like to Matt. get behind the wooden crate. And then Kyle Coppo and the cops come in. Firefight ensues. Alex takes on Klaus, knocking him into luggage. <laughs> Quinn. <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to get. I knew you were going to get that. I knew you were going to get that. So well, that's what I thought. Time but I didn't make that luggage. note. Yep. I thought that, but I didn't write that down. I should have. That was hilarious. Uh, so Kai then notices Catherine's running. So Kai runs after Catherine. Alex starts absolutely pounding on Klaus's face. It has like Klaus leaned up against a wooden box. He's absolutely pounding on him saying like, they're just little girls. And ends up hiding in the wooden box as he gets shot at. He does a dive behind the, the boxes. Yes. Which is funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then Kai faces off against yeah. Kai faces off against Catherine, disarming her machine gun and gaining control of it. Backup arrives and Kai tells Catherine she's under arrest. So cops arrest the goons that are alive and escort the girls out of the plane and presumably to an ambulance. Alex is part of his shirt around his arm. Yeah. Alex has part of his shirt around his arm where he got cut. Because in his fight with Klaus, he got cut with with the knife. And you can see, like, the blood all running down his arm. Yeah, and he's kind of, like, not concerned about it at all. He isn't. Which I mean, he, considering the adrenaline rush that he's dealing with, he he's probably be able still to feel that pain. Uh, he's still hopped up, probably. Yeah. 
And you notice that the, the thing didn't go off once during the fight. No, it didn't. It didn't go off. Nope, it didn't go off. Because he was in control. And that proves his point. That proves his point that he's calmer when he's, he's working a case. Yeah. So, all right, continuing on. So, Alex is also watching, like, the women get off, or the girls get off the plane. Compo tells Alex to get his cut looked at and leaves, saying it's a big night. Or it's going to be a long night. And Alex then sees Ernesto come in. Ernesto asks if he's all right. Alex says he's okay and then then asks where Ernesto was. And they could have used him. Ernesto says he was just kicking it. Alex then sees Ernesto's bloody knuckles and they head off with Alex putting the cowboy hat on. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> when he's, he sees Ernesto walking up, he's like, where were you, man? We could have used you. And the way mm-hmm. he said it was so sweet and so soft. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. he's so squishy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Squishy. Right, so. Yeah. So after we then see Alex is getting stitched up by Dr. Patel and we see the news report where Compa tells the press that the girls have all been returned home into their loved ones and we see the footage of Klaus, Catherine, and even Max. Which... And he's smiling. Like, uh, Alex is smiling at this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which, they all deserved it. So... Room. And Compo, of course, said he led the raid, but said that they'd all be facing <laughs> charges for Lester's murder. Yeah. Nice. And I love what uh, the doctor says to Alex at this point. Yeah, because Alex shuts out the cat. TV. And she's like, and Dr. Patel is like, I see you're taking your stress management seriously. Alex is like, honestly, Doc, I've never felt better. And then and he goes, for an undercover agent, you're a terrible liar. He's like, well, I'm yeah. not lying. And I had that written down, too. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's true, because he's not lying. He's telling the and, truth. Yeah. Uh, uh, sure. Sure. And Dr. Patel says that besides getting cut up, he had an attack and was unconscious. And Alex's wasn't that bad, and he was fine afterwards. And Dr. Patel says that it was a minor attack, and the next one could be worse or fatal, and, like, ask if he knows what kicked it off. And Alex kind of lowers his head for a second, then asks Dr. Patel if she has any kids. Which normally I would say in any situation it is not appropriate to ask a woman if she has kids. But in well, this it, case in this moment it was a Yeah, in it, this moment it is actually relevant. Yeah, it was it a is. subtle deflection of taking the attention off of him and like 
Yeah. He was just kind of calm about it, too. And he's like, hey, do you Well, and it also it? makes sense for the point Alex is about to make. Yeah. Too, because he says she has a six-year-old boy. And Alex says that he has one. In, he's got a kid in college. And he worries about her every day. And when he saw all this, when he saw all the girls, he kind of stops himself and is shaky. And Dr. Tell kind of nods a bit and says that for people like him who like to be in control, the vulnerability of children can be destabilizing and debilitating. And then she asks when the last time Alex spoke to Evelyn was. And Alex says it was a long time ago. And she says it's time to call her. And Alex Alex says it's complicated. And Dr. Tull's like, I see. It's like, and she suggests that maybe these un these resolved issues unresolved issues could be a contributing factor into why they're not seeing enough progress. And then she suggests to Alex finding ways to resolve them. If not for Evelyn, then for himself, and then leaves. We then cut to sunset. Rita is sitting on the edge of a cliff, and Alex comes up beside her and asks if he can join her. And Rita says it's okay, and Alex sits beside her. So I was going to mention these earlier, but it was not very appropriate time to mention it. But the freaking calf tattoos. Oh, they're they're. Uh, you can see it when he walks up. Yeah, because he has his socks pulled down, and you can see the calf. Yeah, tattoos. you can see it just just the top part of the of the tattoos, which is kind of cool. Because yeah, I actually didn't know that he had tattoos until watching that. <laughs> so there was a real. I know. Oh, I did not know they were real. Yep. <laughs> and they are, um, I think one's a feathered Indian and another one, they're both for his heritage. Um, uh, they're both like okay. feathered Indians, which is really yeah. cool. That is that's cool. But yeah, and then in, oh, and then the, the, the tap out job, we can see his calf tattoos too. I, in the ring. I have watched that episode how many freaking times now I've never seen it. <laughs> I saw him. Watch it again, I swear. Well, to be fair, he's him. also shirtless and sweaty and hair curly in that scene, so. I know. I, was, I wasn't looking at his calves. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to do that to you. <laughs> So Alex asks Rita if her mom is back at work, and Rita says she doesn't have a choice. Oh my god, sorry. Then Alex asks if Rita's back at school. Rita says she's not ready to go back yet. Alex says he get it. He gets it. And Rita tells Alex she thought that getting the people who killed her father would make her feel better, 
and Alex realizes it didn't. And Rita says she's glad they would be able to do this to anyone else, but then Alex says it won't bring her father back. And the, which the way he says it kind of makes me think that he lost a parent. Could be. Because it's also what we learn later, which I'll get into in a minute. But as Rita says she misses him, and Alex says he knows. And then he gives Rita the crystal back. And, and he's like, he left this at the gift shop. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, the amethyst and crystal, it helps for healing, right? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah. And the little, like, he does a subtle smile. Um, mm-hmm. Just like a small grin when she says that. Like, she, mm-hmm. he's proud that she remembered that. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. And we and get adorable. some nice, yeah, and we get some nice guitar music as they sit in silence. That was pretty. It was. It was very soft. <laughs> and I have that written down. And I was like, the fact that Dean brought this up, this the subject up in this way was really cool. And mm-hmm. then I put the music wasn't half bad either. <laughs> and Fred Curry, if you're watching this, I applaud you. You did very well, sir. <laughs> uh, all right, so I kind of hope you're not. <laughs> all right, so some like final notes that I have is I just love the choreography of the fight scenes. It was so which cool. I'm gonna do a quick shout out to um, the person credited for stunts, Rodney Cook. And also Christian Kane's uh, stunt double, Leo Strip. It was so, awesome. It was just like incredible. And it applies. Like, you know how he says it's a dance in his, in his mind? Yeah. Like he said, like, mm-hmm. it's, I count in my head. I was actually counting the steps watching the fight and you could count in my them. mind. <laughs> yeah, I was counting it. But yeah, it was like. Well, I mean, that would make I it ha- easier to like choreograph if you think about yeah. it. And to get uh, the rhythm down. <laughs> I have written when he when he heals, son of a bitch. I had Alex said a naughty word. <laughs> uh, that will never not be funny. That will never not be funny. You're welcome. Is Alex yelling, son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh man. I wanna know if the the like if that heart monitor ever went off like for real. Uh, it's <laughs> With probably, CK wearing it. Well it's probably they probably have to add that in. Like they probably when they film that, they probably like signal like, okay, monitor, like monitor's going off, and then, like he has to react to that, and they add it in post. Yeah, because can you but, imagine, uh... <laughs> like having a real monitor? Oh, but he actually said it was a real watch, but it was a real like Fitbit style watch. But they had to add that in post a little bit. But yeah. the numbers actually did go off. It actually did go off a couple of times, I think he said. And I'm like, 
I wouldn't be surprised because of how athletic you are and, like, how quick you would get your heart rate up. Yeah. While, like, running and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which was freaking hilarious. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the fact that we uh, get a little uh, sneak of uh, his actual tattoos, which is actually kind of funny. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't catch that the first time I watched it because I was walking and walk up to Rita and sit down with her. And I was like, oh, they're so cute. <laughs> but then I was thinking, ooh, man, that view's pretty. Because it was looking yeah. out toward the water. Yeah, it was looking out over the water. Makes me want to go to go to paradise. Okay, go to the yeah. Philippines. Yeah. Yeah, once it's safe to travel again. And yeah. I can afford it. That's one of the definitely. places I'd want to go. Yes, definitely. It'd be fun. That, and I also want to go to New Orleans so badly. I want to go to New Orleans, too. Just because it'd be fun. And, it oh, will. that reminds me. I saw, <laughs> I was at the dollar store with my grandmother uh, today. And I saw, I went by, like, the, like, the Mardi Gras section. I saw Mardi Gras beads and I started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> because of that line. And with the Mardi Gras beads and then they're going to show them if they got them. No and it was legit. Like, it was legitimate Mardi Gras beads with the multiple <laughs> colors. And I'm like. <laughs> I started laughing. And my, and my grandmother looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, oh, it's nothing. And then I was blushing. I was like. <laughs> Were you playing that verse in your head? Yep. Full blast in my head. Not <laughs> eleven o'clock when the front door locks and the boys start raising the bottle. Where the girls do the thing with and the mother like girl weeds and they're never gonna show them if they got them. And no matter what your story, a good time is mandatory. Well, rule number yeah. seven says don't touch the women, don't but they the women. Remember they <laughs> want to. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God, I hope Christian doesn't see this. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Dean? Do don't not. Don't Christian. Do Please not. Don't. No. Do not. We beg you. Do not. I will, I will control, I'll delete myself from this timeline. Do not. Oh. Continuing on to final notes because it is almost midnight where I'm at, and we've been going on for almost three and a half hours. So, <laughs> well, that was fun. All right, let's keep going. So, <laughs> yeah, as we've kind of been mentioning throughout this episode, um, the theme of this episode is literally taking things personally with Alex discovering the, like the little girls and. Kai taking it personally how Alex is acting and Ernesto having like this personal connection to the case and I really liked how they handled the twists though just the writing itself was really really good yeah like like I appreciate that it was at least handled with like a little bit of respect yeah and they they kind of skimmed the water a little bit, got the majority of like it, of like the the tone and stuff like that, and the 
the heaviness of it, but they didn't go into too much detail, which I really appreciated. Mm. Yeah. Because that, or, no, I'm going to kind of just let that be because you already talked about it a lot throughout this episode, so I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. But, um, also Christian Kane's micro expressions. Yeah, the little, the little, like, jaw quiver that he did. Yeah. Hilarious. But also kind of sad at the same time. Yeah, because... It also just shows how good of an actor Christian Kane is if he can portray that much emotion with yeah, just like micro to, expressions. Yeah, that he can go amazing. to that place. He can channel that emotion mm. really well, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, I also found it interesting how the like two main male characters being Alex and Ernesto how it was both of them are allowed to have these basically this was our I just realized this this was our almost paradise version of a a boys night out job (laughs) in a way (laughs) because it was Ernesto and Alex like guy focus it was on the boys it was a bit yeah you're right it was a bit of a Guys, oh, yeah, and I, I don't know why I didn't make that connection until now. It's kind of funny. Yeah, but again, yeah, I do the like freaking how music in this was yes. incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, I just like though how both Alex and Ernesto are able to have these vulnerable moments, like with Alex, like talking about his daughter and like around the little girls. Yeah. And then, like, before he starts the fight. And then, like, Ernesto telling Buster's wife, Pilar, he died. And then, like, when he discovered the body. And no one makes any comments about them expressing the emotions that they do. Yeah, they kind of just accept it and let it let it be. The only thing would be like, like, yeah, Kai got upset that Alex broke cover, but it's more the fact that like he didn't wait until backup arrived. Yeah, he put himself is more what it was for like he put himself in that risk of possibly getting hurt without having backup there, other than uh, Ocampo and Kai who were in the and the other cops there. Yeah, like, very little people, and it could have gone south like that. But, Mm -hmm. thank goodness it didn't, because that would have been bad. Yeah. But, as far as we know, yeah, as far as we know, no one actually, like, yelled at him for, like, breaking his cover. Which is good. You know, like, Kai's, like, as soon as Alex took the hat off and Catherine made the comment about him taking this hat off, Kai yelled crap and they gotta go in. Because I think like, what another show would have done. Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, crap, another show rescue yeah. the idiot. Yeah. Well, I think what she was thinking probably. Yeah. She's like, well, oh man, not probably. again. But it's more of like 
like the crap is more of like a like crap. Why didn't he wait for backup? I think that was it. Instead like, of when he waited like just like two more minutes and backup would have been there. Yeah. Because also, they were on their way. Yeah. They were on their yeah. way to yeah. help them. And I think another show would have like had Kai already there. Yeah, like, like didn't have Kai. Damn it, Alex. Yeah. Like you, you and like, then like have her go in with her and like, had her one thing like that kind of, Alex. Yeah. Because he broke her. Um and, and the thing that didn't make sense and I'm on <laughs> um is she's not wearing her uh Kev Kevlar vest. That's the one thing that I didn't like. She's not wearing a Kevlar vest when she goes in after Alex. Is that she should have been. It's a bulletproof vest. That no, I they know what it is. Is past. it just... Is it because more of... They had... She was trying to like get as fast as possible. She didn't... Like, it slipped her mind to even put it on? Yeah, probably. But... But you think she would have had it on regardless. Yeah, she would have had it on underneath her clothes, maybe. Like, underneath her jacket. Um, unless they were expecting to actually get like, like needing to go in, probably is what happened. Yeah, yeah. but still, they she should have had her Kevlar vest on. Yeah, yeah, that is a good point. I didn't even <laughs> think of one, that. That's the one detail that kind of irked me a little bit, like that I didn't notice until we were watching it. I'm like, wait a minute, she ain't wearing her damn vest. How dare she? But then in other when they're doing like an undercover thing she's got her vest on already mm-hmm. and like she's ready to go in when the first the first episode that we watched she has her Kevlar vest mm-hmm. on underneath her jacket because yeah, well it seems like she was in like her normal clothes but yeah she and... had her, her vest like nearby and ready to be grabbed mm-hmm. um when they're going into the onto the boat uh to rescue Alex which is kind of funny but it's like it doesn't make sense it's like she would have had her vest on um if she was a any other cop so that's the that's the one minor detail that kind of yeah. hurts me a little bit because I watch cop shows yeah a lot of cop shows <laughs> I don't watch cop shows but that's see to me I idea. wouldn't have even picked up on that I mean, if I, You're welcome I probably to point, did pick it up. pointing that out. No, I would have probably... I would have probably just, like, passed it off as, like... No, she was just more focused on going, like, go, getting Alex. Because she knew probably. she didn't have a lot of time. Yeah. Before she hit the fan. Yeah, it takes about three minutes for them to get their Kevlar vest out and on. So that's probably more of what it was, at least in my yeah, mind. Yeah, it was more of. But like she was more focused on because saving his she life. She didn't have that anything. kind of time. Yeah, she was more focused on saving his life than anything else. Yeah, which I admire, and that's a that's one thing of like what a good partner should do mm-hmm. is risk anything to save you, even also, if it's for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also adding on to that list of 
like vulnerable moments is Alex's speech in the first does first nah Alex's speech in the first episode where he's like sort of yelling at Kai about um it, oh, him how being it disillusioned. Yeah, yeah about like, how it doesn't well, like matter. The, yeah, and it's like his voice and kind Kai of breaks a little him, bit. Mm-hmm. And Kai just lets him get it all out. Yeah, she just stands there kind of silent, which yeah, I think kind of shows that she like, yeah, he's kind of vulnerable and he needs to get this out. And this, it's it's flipped. He's letting her yell and scream at him because he knows that she needs to get this out. Otherwise, she's going to bottle it up and it's going to explode. Yeah. Which is which I thought was really cool. And that's a mutual respect. Mm-hmm. It's a sign of mutual because, respect. Yeah. Well, that and I always just find it interesting because usually when you see um, male characters, they aren't really allowed to express emotions. Or when they do, there's another character who... Um, like tells them to like not express their emotions but Kai never faults Alex for his emotions during that scene like at first she's like yeah because at first she's like she's like you know we need to get you sober we need to get you down there and then like at and then like she just tell him to calm he needs to calm down at least once. But yeah, and then she just kinda but, lets it go and, and lets him just do lets what he go. needs to. Yeah. And then this is kind of the reverse. She he lets her get mad. Yeah. For what he pulled. Which oh, yeah. That yeah, a little bit of sign of respect as a part of that too. And I mean, that's important. Yeah. You have to have respect and have to have that foundation yeah. of like yeah. trust, which Alex didn't didn't have with his former partner. He did not. Which that kind of was his downfall, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that just, just that just adds to the layers of this of this character, which I thought mm. was really really cool. And it adds and to the mosaic of who he is. Because in episode six deals a lot with Kai's and past, it was even interesting about when they do Kai's storyline for that episode is when she finds out like her mentor is basically the one and she's about ready to kill her mentor because she found out her mentor killed her, her mom. Yeah, and she, she didn't even hesitate to go from kind of semi-calm to shocked to pissed off. Yeah. And but Alex, Alex is the, is the one, one to, to pull her back, back from the edge. But he doesn't but, invalidate how she's feeling. Yeah, it's like you're allowed to you're allowed to be pissed off. You're allowed to be mad. Yeah. But don't do something that you'll regret later. Yeah, like you do this speaking from experience. Yeah. Which I thought was Like, you do this, you're not gonna like the person you become after this. And you know what that just made me think of? Yeah, I know. Exactly. 
<laughs> what is it? Elliot's um, Elliot speech to Nate in uh, The Last Damn Job when Nate's shooting the or shooting his dad's gun to. and he's going to kill Victor DeBenich. <laughs> and Elliot says like, you know a lot of things, Nate. You don't know how this is going to change you. And like and he, like, he goes on to say, when you pull that trigger, two men die. The person the, you kill and the person, the person you were. The person you kill and the person you used to be. Yep. Yeah. And this is true. Yeah. For Ty, too, because when she pulled that, if she were to pull that trigger, she would be killing two people. Her old yeah, self. Yeah, she'd be killing and her the mentor. Person that did. Yeah. Yeah, she'd be killing her mentor and she'd be killing. Killing who she was. Who she was. Her old self. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool, and I didn't put that together yeah. until now, which yeah. was kind of awesome. But I just find it interesting, though, that, like, these characters are allowed to have these moments, and they're just, they're allowed to have them, and no one fa ever faults them for having them when any other story and, uh, would have. Yeah. Alex getting them, berated. Like, bad guy. Yeah. Breaking and cover. Like, in this, it's like Ernesto they're allowed to. For getting yeah, too close it, to the case. Yeah, it's like they're allowed to be vulnerable. They're allowed to mess up. They're allowed to get too close. But mm -hmm. there's a barrier between what they do there's and how far be they're willing to go. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. And that's, it's, that's a healthy thing, which is really, really cool. Yeah. And I really liked that. This episode yeah. for that reason. Mm -hmm. yeah. And also, oh, my last note that I sort of I wrote down is I don't know if this is just because my memory is faulty and I have yet to rewatch all the way up to the finale. But do we ever like figure out what's happened to Alex's parents? Because this line to Rita about how like it wasn't gonna bring him back and also um we find out in the uncle danny episode that um uncle danny had taken alex in when he was a kid when he had no one yeah we never truly find out what happened to alex's parents which to me that makes it seem like he both lost both his hole. parents. There's, so, there's something missing. Like no, I wouldn't say it's a plot it? hole. There's something missing. There's a detail that we're not quite understanding yeah. yet. We haven't uncovered yeah. that mystery yet. Yeah, yeah. And Which, that needs to happen in season two. We need to figure out what happened to Alex's parents. Which kind of like no, that's also kind of interesting because we're asking it, about like seeing Alex's dad in season two. And I personally, in Leverage Redemption Season 2, want to have an episode where we meet Elliot's dad. That would be kind of fun. So that would be interesting, having, like... Two, like, dad reveals. Two dad reveals, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. I mean, both would probably, honestly, go a similar... There will 
both would probably be different because it would probably be really kind um, of a little well, bit Elliot's kind of, well for Elliot's we maybe. assume his dad's still alive or no we know his dad's yeah. still alive sorry but yeah um, so that leaves room for like having like, that show up and have him show up which I really would like and I would like it to be revealed Dean Devlin if you're listening to this this is my idea for a storyline for season 2 of Leverage Redemption and yes I have thought this out (laughs) have Elliot or you find out that Elliot has a daughter and his dad comes in to screw things up (laughs) no or, or no, hold on. Something happens with Elliot's sister, and his dad comes, tells Elliot what's going on with his sister, and then um, things happen. Confrontation between Elliot and his dad, where like essentially it's because like they're gonna have a fight. I mean. I'm sorry, you don't just oh, yeah. ignore your kid twice when they actively reach out and not yeah, expect to fight when you show up at their doorstep. I am sorry. Yeah, you earned yourself a knuckle sandwich to the face. You did, yes. Speak but delivery. I think with Alex, <laughs> it would be more from a flashback perspective. Yeah, probably. Because giving the line his line to Rita about how um because he seems to be able to sympathize with what she's feeling and the reveal in Uncle Danny that uh Danny had taken Alex in when he had no one which made me which makes me think either he had lost one parent at an even younger age and then lost another parent at a young age. Yeah, it's kind of hard um, sometimes when you lose someone or like lose that connection with a family member. Yeah. Um, due or to differences or something like that or even friends for that matter. Yeah. But, or I didn't know if he... Like that also meant that like Alex lost both his mom and dad at it around the same time. Probably or probably within a short time period of each other. Or a short time frame, yeah. Which that would make more sense. Probably that would make more sense. But I don't know. I would just like to learn more about Alex's uh I guess they're I want more to learn a little bit Alex. more about him because it'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, especially when you like start breaking breaking him down, like what we are gonna do. All right, so those are all actually the notes I have written down. <laughs> I 
You good? Yeah, hold on. Sorry. So, all right. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I, I'm going to kind of come back to the fight for a bit while I wait for Alex to come back. But I really like the fight choreography. Like, it was just amazing. <laughs> And I'm getting all worked up, so I'm really sweaty. And also, I have my room shut. So, it's more quiet. But... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, so... Yeah. Do you have any... Rambling. <laughs> I was... Um, yeah, I I've kind of went through my notes and stuff, but from what I had. Okay, um, do you have... Anything else Just you want to add? the writing and stuff. The yeah, writing, for one, was awesome. And two, the freaking music was incredible. The music was incredible, I must say. Fred did and, an incredible... Fred Curry did an incredible job mm -hmm. of doing the music for the fight scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. And just to add the drama and, like, the depth. It's my it. favorite it, use of the music, though, is, back, is when they're on the balcony and... Catherine set like the music's going in the background and then when Catherine says the bracelets for his for his daughter and the music cuts right. out yeah right after, like, wait. to signify like plot twist yeah which is really cool like because honestly like Daisy was honestly like still at risk. Like she was still like someone that they needed to worry about. Yeah, it's like somebody because, who's like, vulnerable. Well, that and also yeah. if like something happened, they like they screwed it up and like. This person so, gets hurt. Like they went after they went after like someone who wasn't involved at all because like her dad was into like something fucked up. Oh yeah. But because like it's just like oh they could have treated this way easier in a different way. It's also it's more just like there was that character we didn't see that they also needed to worry about because she was yeah. now in the like, essentially the crosshairs the invisible vulnerability yeah in way. so yeah and as i said i don't feel bad about what happened to max at all he kind of got what he deserved yeah uh, yeah, I don't feel bad that he got knocked the fuck out by Christian Kane. I'm sorry. I do, not, <laughs> I do not feel bad that Max got knocked out by Alex. I'm sorry. I do not. 
it's like, oh man, dude, you uh, you got what you deserved, you piece of human filth. Yes. So that's what I thought in my mind. I'm like, oh man, this guy's a piece of human garbage. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, uh, as, I, as I kind of also mentioned earlier about how each episode, like, the stakes are diff- so different from each other. Like, the fr- next episode, or the next Almost Paradise episode, we'll talk about Refill Soup for the Soul. It deals with <laughs> election tampering. And corporate polluting. Yeah, it's like <laughs> corrupt politics, pretty much. Yeah. Like, and yes, we will be, be talking about his freaking Spanish accent. And I'm the- sorry, it is so bad. Oh, my favorite one is uh, the one, I think the one after this. Pistol Whip. Pistol whip because of the fake fake beard. No, that's when you feel soup for the soul. Yeah, when she pulls it off. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, and uh, the funny thing is, is that, yeah, it's like I'm just excited and, to get to the yeah, but the wolf, funny thing so is, can, is that. Yeah, the funny thing is about that one is that it was actually, he's like, yeah, it was actually glued to my face, so when she pulls it off, it pulled my, like, baby hairs off my chin. (laughs) So, yeah, that little Uh, That's why he, like, cracked his jaw, because he, like, moved his jaw. Yeah, he's like that, he's just rubbing his face, but he, like, does a little yelp slash grunt of pain. All right. And I was laughing at his pain. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Christian, but yeah, I was laughing at you. Almost laughing at you, bud. Alright, All right, so before we get to into talking about refill soup for the soul, um, I believe that is all the notes we have for this episode. Another really awesome action-packed episode of yes, that. <laughs> another very good action-packed episode, I must say. So, thank you all for watching. To learn more about NAFCO, you can go on nafco.org. Our sponsors, westpasystems.com. My website, kaylasintelacting.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at MissMovieFan underscore 67 um, to know when I update stuff and to get uh, links to my fanfics because I now have an Almost Paradise fanfiction. And also our uh, shenanigans. And learn more about our shenanigans and Alex's fic. Let's go steal a TV show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and you can also find my updates for my uh fanfic finding my boo high as well on on twitter yes. right. which i am and slow alex's, to upload and alex's insta is alex cooper 7241 
and her Twitter is Alex two six two five six five one seventy. You really should probably get that. That, that so it's not I'm, as I'm long as to, I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change it eventually. All right, so I believe the next time, the next episode we will be or the next podcast episode we will be doing is leverage season one episode four the miracle job i believe is the next episode we'll be doing which will be very interesting uh because in that episode not only will we learn more about nate's past but we also get a good, some funny, a good Elliot moment too. And just some more banter in general between everyone. And then after the next Thomas Pratis episode we're doing is, or yeah, next episode of Almost Pratis we'll be doing refill soup for the soul so yeah so i believe that should be everything all the links will be in the episode description if you are listening to the audio version of this and this will see you all next time okay bye-bye <laughs>